All right, welcome to the uh, Mockingbird, everybody. I'm not sure what episode this is, like five, six, something like yeah, that. Yeah, sounds uh, right. But I'm here with Greg Drews. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Oh, man. So first off, yeah, we got to talk about this real quick. Okay. Uh, how do you say that? I call it Amaras. That's what I was It's got too. that little tilde over the A. So he brought this wonderful yeah. bottle of mezcal. <laughs> In one of my songs, it's uh, we it says... Uh, we got enough for a case of beer and a bottle of cheap mezcal. Ooh. I wrote it when I lived in Cimarron, New Mexico. Wow. So we're yeah, going to yeah. sip on that. Yes, yeah, so, little cheers. Cheers. Salute. All right. So this is our first time to get to sit down and talk. We've yeah, met this a is the first times, time. But like officially, the yeah. first time I met you, I called you by the wrong name on the stage. That's right. Life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have since learned they put I have a, a list in my pocket for what, y'all that don't know I host a, a a songwriters night at Mad Life Station Studios downtown Woodstock and yeah. they get they give me a list of names but behind stage on stage and I have one in my pocket and I still mess up it's terrible it's terrible it's not even a hard uh, job no but you know all along you're telling jokes too so there's like the MC element of it mm, too mm-hmm. that makes it you know more yeah. interesting yeah man that stuff is so good isn't that delicious that's it, crazy and it'll treat you right too it's not like it's gonna yeah get you yeah, it's, it's nice so okay so who's Greg Drews tell me well so you know where, where do I start wherever you want to yeah native Texan uh, I'll start from the beginning because that's an interesting story actually yeah. uh, my parents are both native Texans we're all native okay. Texans I mean it's like fourth generation I think um, and really proud you know most Texans are proud oh cool we got a lot to be proud of. Yeah, of course. You know, everybody that. thinks that the state is the coolest place to be, and, and it is kind of in the yeah. way. You know, there's this independence and this right. pride and this sure. love of the state, and people don't trash it because they're proud of it. You know, there's this don't mess with Texas right. thing is real. Right. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I, like I said, I worked on a cattle ranch in New Mexico, and a lot of people no way. that were there were yeah. from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. They're very proud. Uh, yeah, very be. proud. But be. it's a tough one, too, because there's also this element of, of humility that you're supposed to follow so you can't be too braggadocious and right. people put you in your place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, I think but, that's almost a Southern trait, though. I think it a is way. a Southern thing, too, because yeah. I've seen it here, too. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, my parents were both Native Texans. I don't think they left the state until they were, like, 25 or something like oh, that. Wow. We were just very happy there, you know? Yeah. My dad's no, from... Um, my family has a ranch south of, uh, of Waco in a town called West. Okay. And... Um, you know, it's that sort of you come into, it and it's got the big D for the Drews. You know, over as you enter. Oh, and that's so cool! Cattle guard, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. A cattle guard. Well, you know, on. so it's weird. We call it a ranch, and there were cows there, but yeah. mainly it was cotton. Okay, and but they did have cattle, and yeah, they have these things called tanks. You know, where they're well, they're watering ponds, basically. Right, right, for, right, we right. call them tanks, sure. but for us kids, that was really cool because we go fishing you yeah. know, with my grandma and stuff like that. She'd take out her fake teeth, you know, <laughs> and spit on worms and stuff. When it, it, was, well, it was a real trip. Where I was at in New Mexico, yeah. we were way up in the mountains up in the San Diego Cristo Mountains. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome. We would take our watering trough and we, we'd put stick, like logs underneath it and then build a fire mm-hmm. and turn it into a hot tub at night. <laughs> a cowboy, <laughs> what do they call that? A cowboy, hot, a cowboy yeah. tub or hot whatever, yeah. yeah. So I'm very aware. You, you know what, what that's all about. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's this, you know, there's this, I don't know, there's just something to it. But um, so he's from there. My mom's from San Antonio. And so I had a mix of this whole... Uh, Texas farm life yeah. and then the San Antonio Tex-Mex culture which sure. is something I just 
adore. I mean, it's the Moscow. Yeah, it's the Moscow. I mean, yeah. so we would kids we'd want to go to the farm and hang out at the farm because we get to fish and my grandma was a lot of fun. We'd run around the fields, but then we'd go to San Antonio after that to see the other side of the family. Right. And that was like mariachis and so awesome cool. food yeah. and just, and a lot of music. And so that's really where I started getting into music is in San Antonio, that side of the family, that side of the family is really all about making up songs and there was yeah. always music and singing around the kitchen table and stuff right. like that. The other side, we're horrible singers like (laughs) (laughs) no for real like in church my mom would put us next to her and sing in our ears because my dad was so toned like horribly toned my granddad was kind of that way too yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean you don't you don't want the kids exposed to that because they're gonna you know so my mom would sing in our ears and she would sing the harmonies Ah. to the church songs like just to get us right thinking musically and stuff like that so start firing those yeah little twitches in your brain yeah 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 that's that's, cool and that's interesting too because i was i've heard others talk on your show about singing in church yeah and i think and I've, I've always said that in passing, you know, that yeah. that's why I started singing. But right. it is because you're singing all these hymns and stuff yeah. like that. And then you start to try to deviate on them and do right. little harmonies and stuff. So exactly. Well, I mean, every Sunday morning, yeah. there's part of the service you're going to sing. You're going to sing, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know of a den- denomination that doesn't do that. No, I know. I'm sure there is. I'm just, yeah, and I've heard of them, but I've never come across them. I've, like, yeah, I've never know, been to like, one before. I don't know. That's kind of our thing. Yeah, that's just our thing. But um, my dad worked for the phone company, and he was like on this rotation, and they they stationed us up and like near Wichita Falls, like about an hour west of Wichita Falls, and this town called Vernon. It's right on the Red River, you know, and it's famous because Roy Orbison's from there. Okay, this, this town, right? Yeah. So my mom was a nurse, and my dad was like this telephone engineer. And my the doctor that delivered me was like arrested ten years later for cattle rustling. I mean that's <laughs> the kind of place you know. So you got, wild, like, you got a little western. It's weird because you know, yeah. If you're a successful doctor, why yeah, you're why you stealing cows? <laughs> that's that's kind of ratchet. You know, I mean, yeah. nobody does. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a yeah. Did you need that kind of? Do you do it just for sport? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just that that old Texan. Yeah, rowdiness. I, I think that like might be in some of the genes, you know. If you're from that place, it's super wild. Oh know? yeah, I and mean, that's like, yeah, you know, it is. It's totally all wild. Yeah, yeah you get yeah. it. So yeah. yeah, so that's kind of strange. But there's something about being out west like that. Most I love it. of the people I know from out there. A little wild. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think attitude. it's that whole thing of no fences. I think it's just wide open and yeah, kooky and crazy and stuff. Right. So, yeah, so I'm born and raised there. I spent some time in St. Louis, went to high school in St. Louis. I went to college in Indiana, Indiana University. And then then I went overseas and I got my master's in Paris in diplomacy of all things. I know, it's crazy. In diplomacy? Diplomacy, yeah. Wow. So living in France was another trip because I I got to uh, see the U.S. from the outside. Yeah. Like, that's, probably, that's, that's probably healthy in some ways. It is healthy. It is healthy. <laughs> Especially today. So if you're on like the metro, like the, which is the main you know transport in, in Paris, if you see some obnoxious people, they're either Germans or Americans. Because <laughs> everybody else is all proper and stuff like that. They're all super proper. Yeah. yeah. But, but it also made me really miss it when I came back to the States. Like I knew I was here to stay like, I don't know. 
it makes you proud of it as well because mm-hmm. there's so many rules and stuff abroad you know that just I wasn't ready for I, at the time I wasn't ready for these guys walking around with machine guns and stuff because we had like train bombings and stuff it was wow. a really trippy time in Paris when, when was this? 97 through 99 okay. I was over there Okay, we had like train bombings and stuff so you, you'd get on the train you'd look under your seat it was a really wacky time yeah that's crazy but um that's a tangent, but <laughs> hey, I'm the king of but tangents. But you get it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So then, yeah. I mean, we take that for granted sometimes here. That, yeah. You know. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Because at that Not time, sometimes all the well, just seeing. Well, now you see it, but yeah. I remember the first time walking in a train station, seeing these 19-year-old kids with holding machine guns, and I didn't trust them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was required because of what was happening at the time. But wow. it was a trip. That is crazy. So then I came back and uh, I was going to do foreign service moved to D.C., took the test, and then was like, do I really want to be stationed? And They give you in the, in the foreign service like the worst like stations. Right. One of my friends that was in the same program as me ended up going to, he was Austrian, dude. He ended up getting stationed in Sudan. And like, it was like back country, you know, and, and, yeah. and he was okay because he was an Austrian, but I think at the time... <laughs> That would have been a pretty bad assignment. Yeah. You know, and a, what a life, too, to be like wow. this itinerant diplomat. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a trip. What, so, what made you, what was your thought process to want to do that line of work in the first place? Uh, that's, I, I mean, know. I know, actually. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot, but uh, I was always interested in, like, cultures, and my parents were real good about exposing us to different foods, and okay. we'd go out to the most unique restaurants we could go to. Okay. My, my mom was a really awesome cook, and so I, I learned about different cultures. Sure. And then my grandfather gave me this set of Encyclopedia Britannicas, right. like, from the I 50s. Yeah. Okay. And they used to have books of the year, you know, so it was, like, 54, 55, okay. 56, yeah, yeah, yeah. 57. And I used to, as a kid, just read those and, like, look at the maps and just say, I'm going to go here someday, you know, I'm going to go here someday. So that's what and kinda, you did. I did. To some extent. To some yeah. extent, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a cool life, man, to be, uh, you know, in your early 20s. Like, I think... Hemingway said to be a young man in Paris is a movable feast. Yes. You know what I mean? It totally was, you know, a really wicked experience in a good way. And it was fun. So, wow, that's awesome. So then I came back to States and ended up working at the patent office or for a patent law firm. And, uh, then ended up getting into telecom and becoming effectively a product engineer. Okay. And so it's a crazy story. man. Ended up. Yeah. Then I ended up in Atlanta from yeah, like 2000 to 2005 and I bought a house that had an unfinished basement and I'd always been recording since like around 17 or 18 and sure. I built it out into the basement into one room was like a live room oh wow the other room was a control room yeah. and I built like a room inside a room so I could like do a Marshall half stack at yeah. 3 in the morning and nobody right. knows nobody so I'd record semi record you know professional record bands and record my own stuff and jam with my buddies whenever yeah. I wanted and we play like Masquerade and right. Ten High right. and stuff like that back then. Wow. It was like hard rock. You know, yeah. we were trying to be Foo Fighters, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse bands to try to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My wife used to call it cock rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, she's like, that's nobody, right. She's like, no one wants to I mean, cock you, you got to give it to the Foo Fighters, though. I mean, they're still out there doing it. I know. And there's not many arena rock. I would consider them like arena rock band. But there's not many totally. out there doing it. Speaking no. of which, have you ever listened to Chris Shiflett's podcast? No. He's the lead guitar or the guitar player in the Foo Fighters, and he has one called Walk in the Floor. Oh, 
It's wow. all about country music. Really? Of all things. And we all have that as a backbone. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, there were these punk, there was this punk rock band that I was recording. Well, they're kind of like that emo, emo core band back then. Yeah. And uh, one of those guys, we were just noodling around. He was sitting on the couch and I was doing a mix or something like that over there. And he picked out like a, he started, you know, finger picking like some awesome bluegrass stuff. Yeah. And I was like, do you like country? He's like, everybody likes country. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do somewhere. It's true. Yeah, especially real country. I think a lot of musicians, especially with songwriters, I mean, we all oh, kind yeah. of have to have that as a backbone, but like, yeah. I think a lot of musicians grew up listening to like Dust Radio. Sure. I remember listening to like, for us, it was like, uh, oh man, y'all had it all. Dude, we had, uh, um, yeah. What's the name like um, Ray Wiley Hubbard? Well, yeah, no, but even before that, uh, yeah. oh, what well, led um, Bob Wills? Bob Wills, yeah. We listened to Bob Wills like on repeat, yeah, growing up. And that was kind of like the the Texas swing, yeah, you yeah. know, sort of thing yeah. going on. And I, love, I still love some Texas swing. For me, that's rock and roll. It really is. Well, it kinda, the, at just, the time, it was. You know, in a lot of ways too, it's it's bluegrass with drums too. And yeah. you know? I mean, they're real yeah, yeah. similar in a lot of ways. It's got like a polka element to yeah, it too. It definitely, like. and that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. one thing I always loved about, and it, it wasn't Texas specifically, but like the music out west is it, such a there's like a, a social aspect to it. Absolutely, that you don't. Which I wish, and yeah. Cody and I talked a little bit about that, but I mean. You know, every Friday night in New Mexico, there was a band playing at a bar that yeah. had a dance floor. That's right. And that's what you did. That's a dance hall. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you just find a pretty girl and dance a song. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what you did. Yeah. They Guaranteed you're going to gonna like the music, too. Yeah. There wasn't any rotten oh, no. stuff. <laughs> and, you, and you, yeah. you know, it didn't have to be more than that dance. I mean, it was just, no. it was great. Yeah, thank you very much. Yep. And then mm-hmm. find another pretty girl. Yeah. You know. Put your hand out. Yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> Too stepping, you know. I mean, oh I yeah, loved it. yeah, loved it. So there is a real social aspect to that. Yeah, for sure. And then, then Texas sure. is another thing I've been harping on a lot lately too is like covering each other's songs, like local oh, yeah. songwriters. Oh yeah, and Texas has been doing that for as long as I've been listening to Absolutely. Texas country music. Absolutely. I mean, well, there's this respect for yeah. for that, which is you know being now into songwriting and hanging out with the songwriter scene. By the way, the songwriter scene we've got is it's awesome. There's a movement I can't believe on, it. Man. There's something you. happening, and it's like yep. a wave, you know? Yep. And we have to take advantage of it. And it's just starting sure. to build. Yep. So, yeah, we all need to ride it as long as possible. Cause yeah. Because, I mean, there is something happening. Something. Right There's a it's, frequency. You can taste it. Yeah, absolutely. Really. And it's, I mean, it's so crazy because I didn't have that experience when I was here before in this yeah. town. Well, um, you know, I've been playing just, music in town now for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and it's just now happening is it I mean I've met a lot of good people along the way don't get me wrong but yeah. like there's something happening yeah. right now yeah I don't I don't know exactly what it is but we'll it's definitely it. there we'll take yeah, it yeah I'll definitely yeah. take it I love that concept though of covering each other's songs and stuff like that because that's a, like, the ultimate respect to play someone else's song and do your spin on it and the way you hear it mm-hmm. you know because there's so much talent like in this pool of musicians that I, and songwriters that I've seen yeah and so many great songs that it's unbelievable, right? And that's not just lip service; it's no, amazing. It's true, amazing what I've seen. Like, uh, and I like going up to Mad Life because yeah. I like the feel there. It doesn't feel competitive, even right. though there is like that yeah, thing. It does that not world. feel competitive. No, like people are hanging out backstage in the green room talking. And the last time, I was talking to the Tatum's. 
Yeah. I didn't even realize it was my turn to VR. Right. I was like, Shit, my guitar's out of tune. Oh, I got to tune this thing real quick. I got to go. <laughs> I'm not in character yet. They're you know? so good. Matter of fact, I just talked to uh, Josh yeah. today. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. And they're going to come on. And oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Because, you know, they're, they're in the process of... Uh, Adopting a baby, I think from Kenya, India, India. Yeah, I knew it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. It is awesome. They've they already got two. Too. I was gonna say, gonna they already another. have two. Yeah, yeah. It's so great, but yeah. man, their harmonies. Are just I love so what they good. do. So good. I love it. It's kind of like um, it has a, a nostalgic sound to it too. It sounds like it could have come off that fifties dust radio. Yeah, it does. You know, you could be driving through the middle of Arizona, New Mexico, in, yeah. in the fifties and hear that. Yeah, you know, I love it. Yeah, and it's just great words. Everything about uh, his song. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're really talented. Yeah. They're recording an album right now or like a short EP or something like that too right now nice I did not know that part yeah do you, you know that song Coyotes that they yeah. have Coyotes uh-huh. singing opera yeah so I got dibs on that one it's <laughs> a good call man I want that one that's a good call when you get to it yeah so you, what do you think? Are you really going to put together like a summer? Yeah, no, we're work, uh, David Suddeth that runs the Oak House. Oh yeah, in Canton. Yeah, he and I started talking about it, and then life kind of got in the way. But we'll definitely get back on it. Yeah. It'll happen. That'd be fun to It'll pull that off sure the summer. Happen. Turn it like yeah. it'd be cool if it was like a picnic or something like that, where people could just kind of come and hang out and yeah, you could do a that's rotation. A good idea. Like I've got this thing now. I'm really trying to get this album done because I want to do outdoor shows. Like yeah. I, there's something about playing. And I didn't realize it, but you got to book these things like eight some to of ten them. months some ahead. Some of them do, yeah. And there's a lot. And there's a fine line, too, between like the true like roots, organic folk music scene and this hipster scene. I got, I got, you know, I kind of think I'm in the middle, but it's like there's this, you right, know what I mean? Yeah, that, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying that there's a scene there. Yeah, there is. That's different than like the core musicians, you know? Yeah. It's weird. I don't yeah, know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. I, I don't know how to articulate it either. I don't. But I there don't. is definitely something in what you're saying. Yeah, but, you got to position. You got to, and I don't want to because I want to no. be able to play whatever, whatever you want to. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not big on the whole genre scene. thing. Yeah. I mean, anytime, any, and I've said this a hundred times, but anytime I ask, anybody asks me what my music is, I'm, I, I tell them country because when you talk like yeah, this, yeah. that's how it comes across. <laughs> but I would really consider myself more like folk Americana. I think you're a more Americana but, folk artist. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah. when you got this much twang, there ain't no, I mean, there's nothing I can do Dude, about th- it. Dude, that's just pizzazz. Pizzazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Y'all yeah, hear that? It's, pizzazz. it's called pizzazz. Yeah. That's awesome. No. So, yeah, no, I was here. I mean, not to tell my life story, but it's, it's, no, it no. goes in tangents, but it also kind of got me to why I'm doing what I'm doing now, musically. Um, so I was here, I was playing in bands, and we kind of did, like, um, like post-punk sort of rock music okay. and I said it was, there was a band that was like Foo Fighters called Alpha Burn that was kind of like that and then there was a band I played in called Republic before I left and which really started to do pretty well and it was kind of like you know Mars Volta Sparta mm-hmm. sure. that kind of music okay. and okay. like two guitar lines and really rhythmic stuff and a lot of singing outside my voice range yeah <laughs> so, like too high you know sound like as the dude from the outfield you know it's just like <laughs> yeah. too much but then i moved to um la and i spent 10 years in venice beach in oh, wow. la in my 30s which was a place to be yeah but to play in la you got to pay to play yeah you can't just do what we do here and, no. and sign up and send your epk in right you got to pay bucks yeah. 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Plus, I was living in this small little beach bungalow. I had no place to practice. So, right. electric 
it was out, out the, window. the window. Yeah. So I bought a nylon string guitar on eBay. Um, this Brazilian bossa nova thing that I haven't played yet on stage here, but because I was getting reworked and refretted, but um, and started playing that thing. But the social aspect in LA, you're outside all the time, right? And anytime I and there's lots of barbecues, yeah. And I had a bunch of buddies there from high school that were already had been there, and they're all professional musicians, and they were playing on the scene for years. And we would hang out at people's houses and have fire pits and just play guitar by fire yeah. pits. And I started writing songs like the songs that I'm doing now that were all just me and my buddies singing around fire pits right. you know, for 10 years with the kids running around and stuff like that. And that was for fun. Yeah. And then when I moved back here, uh, I just said, you know, I should t- do something with those songs. So you should. started to r- take that backlog of songs and turn them into something, you know, yeah. and found the scene up yeah. here. In Woodstock, you yeah, know, maybe. Canton, Woodstock. Yeah, outside you know, the perimeter, st- starting to do some cool things. It's really cool, yeah. man. And I don't yeah. even, I'll, I'll admit, I don't even know what's happening in, inside. And I don't room. either anymore. I mean, I've done a few things there. Like, April 12th, I'm opening for Adam Hood at Smith's Old Bar. And oh, that's cool. the first time I've been inside the perimeter, <laughs> like, for music. Right. And it's probably since I opened for, I opened for Ray Wiley Hubbard. Did you really? Like, but that was like four years ago. No so. way. That that's not true. Uh, Stephen, who you met downstairs, yeah. and, uh, Deborah Lynn and I did a show at Eddie's Attic. Mm-hmm. So that that was the last time. But that, even that was almost a year ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't go into town. I wonder. I do wonder if they've got something going on like we do out here. I think they do. I don't. Yeah. Um, have you played Eddie's Attic? Mm-hmm. Never. Right? Well, no, I want to do. That. Should okay. But my buddy um, Brian Revels is mm-hmm. the host down there and. Amazing musician. He's got. Mm-hmm. He's working on an album right now too. Great songwriter, mm-hmm. and um, so he definitely has his finger on the pulse. I'll I'll connect. Oh, that'd be awesome. Sure. Yeah, he's a he's a super cool. I guy. just even when I was here before, you know, I was doing rock, but I had always played acoustic music, yeah. and that was my thing. You yeah. know, I always had played acoustic guitar. That was how I started playing guitar. I think. But I, I'd always wanted to play there, but I never felt like I had the material. Yeah. Well, you do now. I got the material. My God. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to stay you. on you until you do it. Thank you, yeah. I've been actually meaning to go back down there and just do one of the open mics. Let me know when things. you go. We'll yeah, roll we'll, down there, yeah, man. We'll, do, we'll do it together. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll do that. I love that. Sure. We'll do that soon. All right, I'm down. And, and then I can introduce you to Brian. That would be cool. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to do once a month, at least, just to keep the stage thing going on. Yeah. While I was trying to finish these songs. Sure. Which is a bit of an albatross, you know. Tough, man. I know. I've been there. It's tough. I know. Like you know, and then you you kind of like what you did, but like, well, what if I did that? But I'm also yeah. one thing I've been. Uh, we were just talking downstairs right before you got here, and I was saying enough people don't like once you decide to do something, just do it. Yeah. And if the first time you do it, it's bad, so what? That's just right. Do it again. That's right. And I think right. so many people are crippled by that. That's right. You know. That's right. I mean. That's right. Absolutely, like that's right. So many people. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? No. I, I know. I feel like like the last few episodes, I've repeated myself a few times. But then I got. I was really thinking about. If it's that the today. truth, it's the truth. Yeah, I was really thinking about it today because uh, I was at work and I was outside and I was doing these hand forged handles. So I was all by myself and I had my headphones on and I was just sitting there thinking and I was like, man, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, <laughs> but. We do have this crescendo that's building right now yeah. with this scene that we're we're cultivating, mm-hmm. and I think everybody should just go out there and start 
taking a swing. I think so too. And I mean, take those. Yeah, take that. Take that ceiling off. Yeah, there is no ceiling. <laughs> there should be no ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and don't worry about genres or no. No, don't not at all. Don't worry about any of it. No. I'm not saying don't work and, you know, put the effort in and try yeah. to do the best you can do. Yeah. But don't worry if something falls short. Because nine times out of ten, it doesn't fall short. Nine well, I found that everything is a bit of an evolution to it, too. Like, yeah. Like, so this batch of songs, when I came back to Georgia... I set up my studio because I had all that stuff from sure. that old studio, so I didn't okay. have to buy any new gear. Yeah, I bought a new rack, you know, with with a new DI in it and sure. stuff like that. But and I was on a Mac platform, so I had to I change platforms and stuff like that. But I would go, you know, I got young kids, so after they went to bed and I I cook, so I cook and I clean up the dishes. They go to bed. My wife puts the kids to bed. I went into my studio, and I would not listen to anything before I went in the studio. So I had like a fresh slate. Oh and I would God. play whatever came out. Sure. Well, that's awesome because it's cathartic and it's sure. good to get it out. But I ended up with basically four or five different albums. That's awesome. So I've got this folk album. Yeah. I've got a soul album right behind it. Really? I've got <laughs> I've got a rock album. And did the songs like kind of pop up in different places? Absolutely, like, they're not like, congruent. You know, no. Tuesday night might be a folk song that came out of your head. Or... You know, it's like batches. Like I would have four or five come out, but I got a backlog of like two hundred songs yeah. that are all over the place. And, and it, did it did it directly uh, have to do with your state of mind that day? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or what I was listening to during the day. Sure. And for me, it's oftentimes like what album I'm listening. Like, you know, I would, there was a period I was really into this Leon Bridges coming home album. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So yeah. that stuff sounds like that. It's like sure. Motown. Makes and, sense. And I felt, but then I thought, looking at it all, I'm like, what have you put out? Um, well, you need to take this set of songs and finish them. So that's why I did the Riverhouse stuff. Oh, it's so good. Well, behind it, thank y'all you. Y'all are gonna love it when this comes out. When thank do you, you have a date? Yeah, it's April thirteenth. So oh, that man, that's show right around the corner. We're, you're on that bill too. The show we're playing up um, at the oh, Oak House. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the night. That's the album release. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. That's awesome. I forgot about that. So I because I when, knew you were the featured artist, but uh-huh. I didn't know you were releasing the album. That yeah, no, because I, I, I told paying no, I told Dave. Well, it was I recorded the weekend of February first. Okay. And I can't remember when. Oh, David got in touch with me before then, and the opportunity was there. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to record these songs, and I'll hold them for that date. Because I needed a month to mix and... Yeah, thank oh, God, because yeah. it's like I'm, yeah. I want to mix like seventy right now. It's stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, you know you go. Yeah. The bass drum is too high. Right, right. That's the state of mind I'm in. But that's like know. the first one of these. Yeah, that I did. And yeah, it yeah. Was literally two tracks, and like I spent like a week. Like, Got to level them. Yeah, got to get the right tonality. After, after that week, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm gonna make sure it's relatively even. And yeah, it's going out to the world. That's just it. That's what you just said, though. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of just yeah. release. And that might have what maybe started me thinking in it. You're like, no, there's no reason. I mean, there's yeah. no reason to worry about it. Now, mixing an album's a different story. I mean, to some extent. I mean, well, I've got a problem with it that I'll admit. Um, because we recorded those songs with eight tra- eight channels. One of them was my guitar plugged in. The rest were, I had a vocal mic, a two mic, and then we had two overheads on the drums, a kick behind the cajon, some, a mic on the snare, and, and, and this room had like a 25-foot chamber. Oh, wow. And I have like an echo, natural echo chamber sure. in there. So do I release those? No, oh, I had eight hours of recorded tracks over a three-day period, right? Oh, wow. So combing through and find the best takes was one thing. Sure. Then 
I wanted it to sound as realistic as it did in that room. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm going to bastardize it if I do what's in my head, which is all these vocal harmonies that are there and I've always heard but have never put down. I don't know if that's a problem. But it's not the it's not how that was originally conceived. You know, that's not how it was performed. So it's either a live album or it becomes the com- uh, composition. You know yeah, what I mean? That's a good, that that's is a, a conundrum. Real. My gut gear. says don't put the harmonies on it. That's what I think That's too. what my gut that's says. That's what I think. I mean, Take that for what it is. Well, but, so and I and full disclosure, I have yeah. got to hear some of this, and well, kind of like it the way it is. So you heard, you've heard, you've heard as as it was te- uh, there was original takes. Yeah. But last night, I decided, okay, I'm going to go in there and lay on fill my cup eight harmonies, and I'm going to yeah. do the choir in the back. Uh, I thought it was awesome at the time, and this morning on the way to work. Yeah, I definitely don't see not the awesome. Because nope. if you're gonna do a choir, it's gotta be a choir. Uh, yeah, because you can modulate your voice yeah, as much as possible. Not, it still sounds like <laughs> Greg Drew. Yeah, yeah. Singing with Greg Drew, singing with Greg Drew, singing yeah. with Greg Drew. So. Which there's nothing wrong with that either. No, but it's just not but I get your point. For what you're doing on yeah, from yeah. what I hear, I can't hear that. Yep. Now, if you had a bunch of ladies come in and a legit choir I need a gospel choir yeah, behind yeah. it yeah for real with yeah. lots of from the local vibrato. African American church I'm talking yeah yeah. 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 I want to go to Ebenezer exactly or somewhere and get a really good choir and yeah. just can sing can together that sound like a unit yeah. maybe that's for the soul album you know or something else yeah, or something be. else yeah. but yeah I don't know yeah definitely Pretty you know how it is choir. you know the problem the curse of a songwriter is is that you've got all these songs that are yeah I usually track them verse chorus and then I leave them mm-hmm. and then I'll go back to it but I never go back to them nope you gotta get them all the way through yep watermelon the words yep <laughs> yep and then come back and write some real lyrics on top of it you know? so uh, yeah. I always ask people this what comes first for you like a chord progression mm. or a melody or is it just could be the one of the other depending yeah does it no i've always been super linear i think that's this engineer mind and like i usually because i have been a guitarist first yeah play guitar and i you know i grew up listening to rap and stuff so i freestyle okay some lyrics on there and they may not make sense sure and i'll come back and i'll turn them into something but at least i'll get the cadence of the voice so i'm all about the the meter of it like the oh yeah like not so much the meter but like there's something about the beat and the syllables have that that's, that's right that's how my brain works well because your it. voice is an instrument yeah. you know what i mean and it should your guitar is the foundation right? right but what got me into this set of songs was a friend of mine said hey uh i've got a friend coming to town you need to you need to meet her she's a songwriter i said all right, yeah, cool. And he's like, no, hey, my friend's coming in. again. Yeah. My next, he called me up and said, like, you need to come. Okay. It's Rihanna Gibbons from the Carolina Chocolate Drops. Seriously? You know, Grammy yeah. winning singer, multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, I know who she is. I mean, that's yeah. how she sang with the Chieftains. That's legit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we go to dinner and I'm, and I'm just like, I don't want to be the fanboy. And I'm really interested to talk to her about songwriting. Yeah. I'm not as so starstruck, but I really want to know yeah. how she writes her songs and how she learned all these fretless banjo and all sure. these amazing yeah. instruments and fiddle yeah. and all this stuff. So I finally get, my wife sees that I'm uncomfortable and goes down the end of the table and chats her up. And then it's like, hey, my, my husband over there writes music. So I'm like, hey, she, come on. So I go over there. And the first question I asked her is I said, what was your first instrument? 
and she said my voice. Oh. And I was just like, I get chills. Yeah. Goosebumps right now. I was like, damn. Down. Because I think of her as like a banjo player, yeah. and I think of her as a violin player and a guitarist and stuff. And we all started with our voice. Sure. Didn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. So she said, you know, you need to start writing songs. Um, when the melody comes in your head, sing it in your phone. Mm hmm. And sing in the shower, like yeah. we all do, but keep note of what you got there if you got something good. Yep. So I come out and I sing it. And, and, and then the second thing was to collaborate with people. Yeah. She's like, I could not have done anything I did by myself. I have a songwriting partner, make no mistake. Right. And that's how we came up with this stuff. So when you yeah. got that something you like, get with you know, a buddy or something, bounce yeah. it off them. And you can go so far yourself, but it's never. So that's why it's G Drews and the Truth. Okay. The truth is this circle of musicians that I've been playing with right. for 20 some odd years yeah. that do different things and depending on the song or the project I'm going yeah. on, that's going to be a rotating group of musicians. Sure. You know, kind of like yeah. Bruce and the E Street Band. Yeah, know, nothing wrong with that. Just like, so, yeah. you know, so. But so all these songs are vocally written and that okay. was a change for me because like, yeah. I go in with the vocal and then the guitar has to match. Nice. So... Bit of a change. Yeah, I'm always interested in how yeah. how people put that together. Yeah, because uh, I'm the same way. But you know, for a long time, I would start with it like I'd find a chord progression. Uh -huh. Well, actually, and this is 100 percent true. Forever, I would write every song I wrote. I wrote in G, C, and D, and hmm. then I would go back and put. I change the chords later. Transpose it later. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and. Just because, like, I would find this almost like this rhythm in my head or a melody line, yeah. and it didn't matter what the chords were at the moment. Like, yeah, I just had that's to get right. The words out. I hear that. And once I, you know, once I found that melody line, because I mean, until you, you know, unless you're putting like some minor chords or something in there, the feel is going to be the same no matter what key you do it in. That's well, absolutely not right. necessarily the same, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There's a and cadence for, to I mean, it. Yeah. Ever, well, actually, technically, it was in the key of A because I was just capo on the second fret from mm -hmm. G, C, and D over mm -hmm. and over again. Mm -hmm. Or D, C, and G, but it was mm -hmm. always just those three chords because it, it took the thought out of what I was doing. Oh, yeah, man. Hand. I hear you on that. So I could just I let you. the words come out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you write... So I can tell from your music that you're a very there's you're a storyteller. Yeah. Right. So like Steps of the Rhyme was the first song I heard uh -huh. from you. As a matter of fact, I heard it because you had recorded it on the red at the Red Clay or something like that. I saw a video mm -hmm. of you playing mm -hmm. there. And then it wasn't and then I went and played um the Mad Life and you were the host and you played that song at the end. I was like, Oh, I know that guy. <laughs> he wrote the Ryman song. Yeah. So, but there's a story to that. And I yeah. remember that struck me the first time I caught it. So you have yeah. A vision of like there's there's something to say right? yeah the essentially way, yeah the way and then it may be the reason I started this podcast and I mean that's why I call it the mockingbird I like the idea yeah. of telling other people's stories yeah yeah and, and I think and I've said it before I think it comes back to my dad being a preacher and he, he was always a storyteller uh, yeah and it's a storyteller right. and that to me is just I guess it's just how I'm wired at this point that's how stuff comes out yeah and, and you know a lot of times on stage and I've said this before too but and you know who Todd Snyder is yeah of I'm course a huge yeah. Todd Snyder fan uh -huh. but like that whole like I, I there's been many a shows on like the patio at Mad Life where I'll sit and talk to people for 30 minutes from the stage yeah I like that and then like oh, I probably should play something no I don't but think so I mean it's just what I do Vince Gill's like that yeah. too he'll get there and tell stories you know yeah. like that and then it transitions into a song you know? right right. I think that's nice because that's not like song number one song number yeah. two song where people can get closer to what you're doing right yeah. yeah, 
I've never had that foresight to be able to have that conversation with the crowd. Like I'm thinking, bang the song out and go. Right. Well, and so it depends on the crowd too. I mean, it right. really depends on the crowd. Uh, no, that's not true. You can pretty much tell a story in any crowd. Yeah. I mean, if it's you know, I had I used to be in a band called the Alabasters, and we were a much <laughs> rowdier country band. Yeah. And stories, we I still told stories then, but. It wasn't the same. But when you're just standing up there with a guitar, you're either going to sing a story. Yeah. Or at least me. I'm either going to sing a story or I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Sometimes they turn into the same thing. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what Todd Snyder does. I, mean, yeah. I was actually and I'm a huge like, fan. And I'm a, John Prine is like, oh, you're like my yeah, end-all, yeah. be-all song yeah, yeah. for me. And he's the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I do like story songs. So the thing about so- a storyteller is you, you, a storyteller songwriter is you have to have something to say. Yeah. Like you have to think of the, um, there's a structure, there's something, because the story has to progress, right? Right. So do you rationalize that before oh, you get no, in there? Oh, no, no. It just kind of happens? I mean, there's a couple of songs that I've done, like the rhyming when I tell the story. Before yeah, that, that's a definite. Because it like legit happened the way I tell it. Did it? <laughs> or, uh, well, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there might yeah, be of different. Course. And then uh, there's a song I have called, uh, uh, uh I can't think of the name of it right now, but in the in the middle of the song, there's a story that may. And if I don't tell it, then the the last verse makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, I see. You got to set it up. So you have to set it up. Yeah. But ninety percent of the stories I tell, or as my dad used to say, I was real good at making a balloon animal out of the truth. <laughs> it's still the truth, but I twist a little here, and yeah, there, and it it looks. But that's a okay. Flashy. It's creative license. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So and I and yeah. I, I won't lie to you. There's been stories I've told on stage, and I made the entire thing up just for my pure enjoyment. See <laughs> if I could get away with it, and then go into a song. Well, you can't do the same thing every time. Like no. I think comedians are like that too. Yeah. Like comedians have to have some variety in it, or right. you won't have the same passion out of it. Yeah. And I listen to a ridiculous amount of stand-up comedy too. Like I, find I get that, that super interesting. I get that from you. Yeah. I yeah. find it super interesting. That, <laughs> that I've always been super impressed, and, and a lot of my heroes, songwriters. There, most of them are like you know, just the one guy on a guitar. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm always like going back to Todd Snyder. I'm super impressed to see somebody that can sell a show out like he can, and it's just him and a guitar. Yeah, there's not that many people that can do. That. I think it's his wit that sells those oh, shows. Out. Totally if you watch it, because I was yeah. watching, because I'm trying to track down these festivals that I can yeah. plug myself into. For sure. I found this list of 603 outdoor shows or something like that coming up, and there was one that was in North Carolina, North of Asheville. And he was playing there, yeah. barefoot on the stage. Oh yeah, just he plays his guitar really Way low. low, and it's like it's almost like he's in the Ramones or something yeah. like that. And I can't believe he gets it, but he has a swagger to him. Yeah, there's like there's a character, there's a confidence. About yeah, yeah, him. and I think he's that same guy all the time. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 a distinct person. Oh, like you've met that guy somewhere yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like totally. Yeah, not yeah. saying it's not believable. I'm just saying he has a persona. Like he yeah. is. Yeah. You know him. And it's definitely cultivated, mm-hmm. like, over several years. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. Which it should be, I guess. But that's what people come for, is that wit. Like, yeah. some of the things he'll throw a little... You have to pay attention. Yeah. Not too hard, Even but, in the songs, but you do. too. His songs are that... John Prine's big on that, too. Yeah, like I never really listened to John Prine. Oh, man, you need no. to dive into John I'll Prine. I'll send you some links. But, yeah. yeah, he's... Yeah. John Prine, I mean... And there's a lot of, um, well, even uh, some of those Jerry Jeff Walker songs have oh, that, yeah. that wit in it, you know. Yeah, it's that London like, Homesick Blues yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, what did they say? Uh, 
where in the world is that English girl I, I promised I would meet on the third floor? Yeah, yeah. And then you know that moment happened. Uh, those limey eyes are eyeing the prize. Yeah. Some people call manly footwear his boots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. And I guarantee you that yeah. exact moment in time happened in his Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And he just wrote it down. He was over right there. Out. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that exact thing happened. Yeah. That whole that whole scene, and I know I wrote about in your thread about. I do remember being a kid. My aunt was in Austin, and we would go visit her. You know, when we were in between, we lived in Dallas mainly, but if we were in between the farm or, or San Antonio, we'd go there. And there were all these concerts like out on the field that were free, and it would be like Willie's Barbecue, yeah, or he had that series that, that always had. But there were a ton of shows like that, and. And those guys would just one after the other. And oftentimes there were like 10 guys on stage. And it was like, yeah. okay, you got this one. Yeah. Oh, do I? Okay, I'm ready. You yeah. know, <laughs> get up yeah. there and do their song. You yeah. Know? So that's, you can, those guys could all carry their songs by themselves, but as a group playing on top of each other, backing each other up was just the coolest thing. Yeah. I remember being a kid going, maybe that's why I want to do the outdoor shows. Cause sure. I mean, I think that that is the coolest thing yeah. to play to people on blankets. Oh, it's, it's that are just great with kids running around yeah. and eating with, a hot dog or something. Yeah, they got a hot dog, it's cool. and, you know, chicken back with a glass yeah. of red wine and just totally. Yeah. 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 It is the best. It is the best, yeah. but you got to have, I, it seems like a lot of those, you got to have enough material. I'm looking to play 30, 35 minutes, <laughs> yeah. have a great time, watch a lot of great, great other acts, maybe 45 minutes, but to go for an hour, an hour and a half is a lot of original material. It is. You know? It is. It is. I don't know. And get yeah. to it in the end, maybe, but... Yeah, it can totally be done. That has to fit together too. You know, yeah. I don't want to do like three different genres. Maybe, maybe you can. I, I don't say know. I don't know if it has to. Yeah. I don't know if it has to fit. Really? Yeah. I mean, as long as it's, you know, just some sort of flow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, but other than that, I don't know that it has to be. Well, and maybe it isn't. And yeah. if, if Americana music is Americana, it can be, whatever it can be absolutely be. everything. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge. It's almost yeah. like that gumbo. Exactly. You know, exactly. a mighty rag gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with gumbo. No, dude. I love it. I'm gonna, I need to make some gumbo. It's about that time of year. It is about that yeah. time of year. And I, I'm ready for it to warm up. I Let's don't talk like about cold that. Weather. Dude, I... I don't like cold the weather. The problem with Atlanta, and having lived in a lot of different places, I can tell you, the problem with Atlanta is is that wintertime is that 40-degree wet mm-hmm. that's colder than 30-degree or 20-degree mm-hmm. without that wet. It's that humidity. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, 10 years living in L.A. and seeing one thunderstorm and it raining only in about February and March. Yeah. I got used to nice weather all yeah. the time. All having the to time. be inside is not... I don't. I mean, yeah. I hear we get more rain than Seattle. Oh, I believe it. It's just they get that drizzle all the time. Yeah, it's just and constant. We get, and ours just comes. At, yeah, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon for a yeah, couple yeah. hours. I don't mind it because we live in a forest and we should be proud of that. You know, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. It doesn't get too hot. People complain about the heat here, but it's not like oh, a Texas it, summer. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> or a New Mexico. Summer. Yeah, you've seen that. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not. you've seen that. But I will. You know, those people always say, you know, it's a dry heat, and it is. A, dry heat's better. It is. It just is. And we were out there playing you golf in San Antonio. Yeah, you get a nosebleed. Yeah, we were playing golf in San Antonio in like a hundred plus degree temperature. All you had to do is get a wet towel and put it around yeah. your neck. You're yeah. fine. Have some water. Just make sure Have you some water. some water. Stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah. In between your beers, get you a water. Dude. You'll be all right. We used to go to, when we were in LA, we used to go to the, the deserts and take our, 
I have an Xterra. We'd take our trucks out there and go off the grid. Yeah. And we would take a cooler of Takati, yeah. a couple bottles of Himidor tequila, and water. But so much water. Oh, yeah. Like we would just pack it on the top. Because sure. you never know if you get stranded in the desert. You're going to need it. In the Mojave? Yeah. Oh, with yeah. that water? So I would always come back with more water than I used, sure. but that's better than running uh, out of yeah. it. But you got to stay hydrated. You don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. It's important. Drinking Takati listen, and Listen Himidor. to us, young kids. You kids? Yeah. Water. Just stay hydrated. Yeah. Water's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. man, that's funny. It is funny. Um, Where are you gonna go from here? I'm curious. I, well, I, that, that's what I was just sitting here thinking. Because hmm. we, that was a, we were on a good roll there. For really a good roll. Um, so uh, I had a thought and I lost it. That's, it right. that's allowed. That's the yeah. miscal. And then we're not even that deep into it yet. No, uh, but that's the beauty of this. It. Yeah. Little sipper, so this you stuff don't need is too delicious. Much. We Isn't it great? Get them to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna write them an email tomorrow. Amaras, Amaras. I can write an email in Spanish. Can you? I'm sure I can figure it out with Google Translate. <laughs> Google Translate's uh, an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's awesome that on the 13th, that's going to be your CD release show. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. that. Oak really House excited. is such a cool place. I've never been there. Yeah. And I'm ashamed to say that, because I really wanted to go see Cody. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, too, but I ended up playing the after party at Green Line. Brewery oh, did you really? Down the street. <laughs> that's awesome. So they all came down afterwards. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was fun. That's it awesome. just so happened to work out that way. Really? Yeah, I didn't plan it. Yeah. But... Uh, it was my first time there, but it, it was an awesome place to play. Yeah. It is small. Have you been there? Mm-mm. It's this Green Line Brewery. I mean, Mm-mm. it's an alleyway that they converted, like literally an alley between the two buildings. Was it covered? Oh, yeah. It's covered. Oh. But um, it's tiny. Like, it's about as wide as this room. Like a shotgun? Yeah. But it was That's cool. Super great people. I mean, it was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Um, I like that about, and and maybe that's the other thing. That really struck me yeah. about living, being here, and being a southern native southerner, yeah. and, and biking people, and talking to people, right, and wanting right. to visit, like yeah, we well, say, you know, visit. yeah, yeah going to visit. To living in LA where people don't look at each other, I really developed this complex of not like looking people in the eye. Yeah, from living there because people just don't get in each other's business. Like it, it was the same thing in Paris. You don't look at people. You, you know. Yeah. And then I came back here and everybody's so warm and kind. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's genuine, honestly. But oh, I do too. I really notice I, it, you know, north of town, like as I get out. Well, I've said this a lot awesome. too. It's like, I mean, I love Atlanta, the city itself. It's I mean, a great it's, town. It's a great It's got town. everything. It's got everything you yeah. need. Yeah. It, uh, it gets a bad rap every once in a while, but it is a great city. Yeah. But Atlanta, in my personal opinion, it's not really... I mean, it's in the South, but it's it's such a, it's not, you're not going to necessarily get that Southern hospitality because it's a melting pot. It's it's a different thing. And there's people and from all okay. over, too. It's a metropolis. Exactly. You know. And so, yeah. you know, it was funny because Trevor and I were talking, he's like, I wish he grew up here. He goes, mm-hmm. I wish I had that draw. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you grew up in Atlanta, man. He grew up in the birds. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I know his. I know his his uh, cousin really well, old yeah. friend of mine from when I lived here before, and I was at his house, hanging out in his downstairs bar, and he's like, "Hey, you know my cousin plays here, Trevor Stark. You need to look him up. You need to go see him." And it's funny you had him on here. Yeah. And I was like, and I told him, I said, "Chris, man, your cousin was on there. I'm going on in a little bit." And oh, it's just a small awesome. world like yeah. that. But yeah. But no, I know what you mean. It's. 
I mean, this is this is a melting pot. This is a metropolis, which makes it beautiful. But at yeah. the same time, it's not like it's not the core of the South because there are a lot of people from different places, right. transients, you know, right. from which all is, over. Which is what makes the city great. That's right, too. That's and right. I guess it probably makes any city great. Yeah, that? yeah. But uh, there yeah. is something to be said for that getting to sit and visit. I know. I like that. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, I remember as a kid, my parents would say so and so is coming over. And they would just hang out on the couches. Yeah. And they may have, you know, they drink some tea or maybe they'd have a margarita, but they would just be just talking. Out. Yeah, talking. Well, <laughs> I, you know, so much, not, not to sound like an old man, yeah. but so much time we're spent, like, staring at our phone. No, dude, I'm so anti yeah. that. Even though yeah, I, I wish I, I... I am anti that, too. Yeah, yeah. But I am the first person that tells all my friends. Yeah. This, and I, this is something I actually want to try to work on. Mm. I've thought about this over the last week. But I am the person that will say... Think before you call me. Could I text this? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, that's because life moves. There's a velocity yeah. to it now. Yeah. But I do want to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. Phone call every once in a while. It's healthy, and I think that's part of the reason why I started this. I want to just sit and talk with people. Yeah, I want to talk about this because I think this is a really rare thing. Not only is it cool that you know we get here and to talk and get yeah. to visit and stuff like that, and that you're doing this and people get to hear our stories, but right. uh, this sort of you are a storyteller, so I'm not surprised you're doing this. Yeah. This is not outside your zone. No, it you doesn't. Know I mean? <laughs> you know, the first time I did it, and, and that's why, like, you know, Deborah Lynn did the first one. Yeah. It was somebody I was really comfortable with. Yeah. But yet when I first started doing it, I was I was nervous about it. Like, am I going to pull this off? You know, this is going to work. Yeah. And then when we sat down, it's like, oh, we're just talking. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, you keep you know? it organic, too. I try. Yeah. Because... I mean, it'd be super boring if we just kept it super sterile and you were like, okay. <laughs> Linear conversation. Yeah. You can tell where it's April going. April 12th, I will be here. Yeah. 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 Which, and, and once, and on, yeah. uh, this will already come out, so the first one, but I'm going to start doing a Thursday episode. Uh-huh. And I, I'm calling it the Huckleberry Happy Hour. So, yeah, Huckleberry comes yeah. in yeah. here and yeah. sits with me. <laughs> and we just talk. And he never, obviously he never says anything. Yeah. But yeah, like last night he was in here and, and like he just kept doing the turn, <laughs> turn the head. Yeah. Turn the head. Oh, constantly. he seems intelligent like yeah, that. Yeah, like, he's super smart. He'll play along at least. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and that, I'm going to use that kind of to plug dates. Not that, I mean, I want people to plug their dates while they're on here. I want yeah. them to tell everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But then that Thursday's just kind of, and it's also just going to be kind of stream of consciousness for me. And you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, my good friend Kara <laughs> Koffel, I got my degree in sculpture. Oh, I can see that. And yeah. She yeah. was a good friend of mine. Yeah. And she's a art professor in, um, where is it? It's in Illinois? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, she also started this lip balm company. Random. Like, super random. <laughs> I mean, she's super, like, she is a workaholic in the mm-hmm. best way possible. And, like, they built it to this huge thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, literally the first year, I think they made, like, a, a thousand lip balms. And then, like, last year, they made, like, 60,000. Wow. Like, I mean, it's a legit. It's exponential. It went from Etsy yeah. to, you know, like, an office building, which is awesome. But that goes back to my previous statement. Yeah. Let's just try it. Yeah, I'm with you. Just try it. Give it a go. And I don't know why that's my theme so much lately, but... Yeah. Well, you you have to say that those of us that get out there and we do our thing, we are throwing ourselves out there. Yeah. Especially when you write a song and you're playing in front of people. You you almost... I hate... This sounds bad. Uh, 
Come on. You almost have to do it for yourself. Oh, you absolutely. You know what I mean? You almost, uh, at some point, at some point when I started, when I started really taking my songwriting, like really trying to put my effort into it. Yeah. Um, I just had to not ask people for their opinions as I was making that song because it would deviate it. Yep. So I needed to finish it as it was finished. You know what I mean? And it would be my song and it would be done because otherwise it wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. Like if I had flavors put in on it. Sure. But that also goes against what I'm trying to do now with this collaboration piece is I think that's the next page. Yeah. 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 I think you kind of inspired me actually to start doing, I'm going to try to get something going where, uh, it'll be like patio hangout. Do and it. I'll invite a songwriter over, and we'll do a fire do pit it. song, and we'll have we'll just write a song on the fly with the camera flying. Do it and turn that into a rotating mix. Yeah, okay. Call me. I'm You're my in. number one. You're my I'm first. In. Then let's do How it. about that. And I just we'll in. barbecue some wings, and we'll eat some yeah, wings, man. and we'll just make a song happen. But yeah, we could. Do, that's yeah. that collaboration that I'm looking for next, and this scene is like ripe for that. I just yeah. want to start writing songs with other people, and right, we'll come up with it, and and. You can play it. I can play it. It's our song. Yeah. You know what I mean. Man, Anyone can play there. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it out in the world. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's the next chapter, I think, for sure. And and yeah. I like what you're saying, like yeah. about not necessarily listening to opinions, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for constructive criticism. I'm all for hearing whether somebody liked something or they didn't like. I'm all for all of those things. Right. But sometimes we get super bogged down by thinking about. I wonder if this are they going to like this? Are they going to, you know? I, are you like trying what, to achieve a sound that other people would like rather right. than what's coming out of you? For example, the first yeah. time, the very first episode I did, like the intro to this mm. podcast, the very first episode, when I listened back to it the next day, I was like, "Good Lord, do I really talk like that?" I know, I know. And then I was like, "Man, uh, <laughs> people aren't going to listen to that." And then after a while, I was like, "Yeah, they will. Maybe they will. I think I mean, they will." Just how I talk. Yeah, you know? yeah. But oh, well, you're not going to change your voice for you no. know. Oh, but the first episode, there's like seven that didn't come out of me. Just the intro, and like the first time, it sounded like I was on NPR or something. Like I did <laughs> change my voice. Welcome to NPR Radio, Seriously, Greg Shaddix. I'm not kidding. It sounded like that. <laughs> and I think part of it's because uh, you know I'm used to being in front of a stage with the yeah, people, yeah, and talking in the microphone. Then it's like I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or at least. At least there's some reciprocation to that, you know. But when you just sit in a room by yourself with a microphone, you start talking. It's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. (laughs) Because you hear yourself in the headphones too, which is really strange. Yeah, totally. And and you're talking like, and but you got to keep in your head that like you are talking to somebody. You just can't see them. Yeah, that's that's a strange thing to wrap your brain around. Right. And I think that this comes back around to like when you're recording those songs and thinking about it yeah like you know it's the same yeah i think it seems like we're all i mean it doesn't seem like it it is we're all ruled by our insecurities for sure yeah well so here's here's an interesting point i have a really good friend that's a neighbor um next door neighbor Mm -hmm. and he's a animator and he did like shrek and all this stuff i mean he's one Awards for his work. He's very talented, and I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't watch TV. I didn't really grow up with the TV in the house. Okay. So my all my time outside my business and my parenthood is put into my songs. You know, because right. for me, like I said, it's a release. Yeah. Doing what I do all day long, all day long, I'm thinking about that song. I can't wait to get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting it out. So um, 
he's like, I want to hang out some more. And I want to see what you do in the studio. And yeah, I got a room. You can sit in the couch while I'm in there and I'm doing my yeah. thing. But I'm in, if I'm recording, I'm in my headphones. Sure. So I don't mind putting him in cans too because I got, I can do that, yeah. you know, but it'd be weird having somebody that doesn't, is not a part of that song sitting there as an observer yeah, as I'm weird. working well, it, it out. definitely make you self-conscious. Because I don't, there's no clock. You know, you, get, yeah. you know how it is. Oh, yeah. You go totally. in there at nine and it's two. Yeah. And you got to go to bed. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not done. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm in there and I'm having an idle conversation, I can't get it done. So it's not that I don't want his feedback on it. It's just, it's, it's, one, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. To do that, you yeah. know, well, unless you it's a collaboration. In, you, you have to get deep deep down inside your head. Yeah. You know. And and, and all inhibitions, and, like and, we said. And wrestle with it sometimes. That's right. You know. And many takes that don't go right. Oh, yeah. But I'll put those away. If I give it a four or five and I can't get it, then I'm going on the next. That's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been one of those people that just got, just kept hammering. You don't pound them out. Hammering. I, it, yeah. I, I I mean, and I'm, that's not saying I never came back around mm-hmm. to a song that I was hammering on, mm-hmm. like or it felt like I was about to hammer on. Mm-hmm. You know, six months later, and like, oh, well, maybe there is something here. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. If it doesn't come fairly yeah. easy, yep, it's probably. Uh, well, for me personally, it's probably not that good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other people that it's the exact opposite of that. But for me, if I got a hammer on it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not. Th- it's probably not that good. You know how it is. If you're doing a vocal take, your first two, three takes are the best takes. Oh, yeah. After then, it's too machined. Yep. And it's too mechanical and stuff yep. like that. So I'll have those songs, that, those snippets of a vocal line in my head all day. Yeah. Then I know that that's what I'm gonna do, and I go in there, as I said before, without hearing anything to give it any clarity. Pick up the guitar, find the guitar line to go with that that vocal line. And just do it, and it's usually the first couple takes out of the right. ones that I hold until yeah. I finalize them. Yeah, you know, and then I'll listen to them. I use SoundCloud a lot. Like I'll, uh, I use Ableton. I record in Ableton. Yeah. And after I extract export that take, it automatically uploads it. So I've got the next day on the drive to work, I've got all these takes from, and I'll find the good ones. Yeah. Oh, listening in your car yeah. is like the best. It is. And, well, all my final mixes go in there. Yeah. And I'll go check them because you know how your car stereo sounds. Right. Like, do you know, um, shoot. Um, damn, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, hop. John, John Driscoll Hopkins. Oh, yeah, I know. I haven't met him, but I know who you're talking oh, yeah, about. So yeah. his, uh, his daughter and my daughter go to school together and in scouts together and stuff like that. And I was over there for a scout event. He showed me a studio. It was really cool. And we were talking through and his, his setup and like, and I said, cause he got a really nice, he's got a, oh, I'm sure he was on the cover of mix magazine. It's oh, like wow. a wicked studio. Well, Zach Brown money. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, um, That's all right. I, he, I, I go, I, I go, do, I go, you know, the best place to listen to your song, right? It's in your car. And he's like, in my car. Mm-hmm. It's like, every time I get my press, I go to the car and I listen mm-hmm. to the car. Cause you know exactly what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's a controlled environment. And if it doesn't hit in your car, and that's where most people listen, and that's right. But you know, I was just thinking about this while we were talking about that because yeah. that every thing I've ever recorded before is exactly that. I take it. What's it sound like in the car? And then yep. <laughs> now I wonder: Do you listen in? Do you listen to it in like a cheap ear hit like earbuds? Well, so I do that. I've got yeah. my, I've got like so. We I wonder if that's a better approach now because most people are walked around with it buried in their ears. We we need to do a part two because in that time that I was in L.A., I did two electronic albums like oh, wow. Ibiza 
techno music. Really? House music. Because I didn't have a studio to do my stuff, and I could record all that stuff in headphones. Okay. So I got to hear how those songs would sound in headphones like these. Yeah. But then when I would put it in my car... They were too boomy or too bassy. Okay. So I, every time I got to the mastering stage, I have to take them out to the car. Check them out so there still, so they sound right. So, so that's always your baseline. I guess you're right. You put the headbuds in. You know, but you do want to flip. Like I've got a, in my studio, I've got like a crappy mono boom box yeah. that I'll also run an aux to. And I'll right. do playback through that. Cause that's like at a real low level. Just like, like what it'll sound. Yeah. And then I'll put that on and I'll go in the kitchen. Yeah. And if it sounds good from the other room... It's a good take. Yeah, there's something about <laughs> if you listen. And there's yeah. something about if you listen to it at the lowest level. Like, I don't mean like where you're straining to hear it, but yeah, like a real low. Like you can tell right then, like That's if right. everything's leveled That's out. That's right. Because you'll hear what, the vocals yeah. too loud, or the yeah, guitar is like, too yeah. loud. Thing that I, the thing that I really use the car for is my exterior has a sub underneath the seat. It uh, came factory like that. Okay. I would have probably wanted to put one in, but it came yeah. like, it's really <laughs> awesome. So I can get that super low down to like 50 Hertz. Oh wow. You know, so that's where I can tell yeah. if I'm too, if I need to do a roll off on the bottom or something. Right. And back in the day we used to press them on CDs and I used to take them out to my truck. That's and listen exactly to my how, truck. Yeah. The last time the Alabaster you know? recorded an album, that's exactly what yeah. happened. And you'd burn all these CDs because you're yep. trying to find the right one. And you you know? would just want to hear it. Self mastering. Yeah. 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 I press everybody a CD before they left. I'll press you a CD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you can hear it. Yeah. 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 You turn it down in your car, you listen to it at every level. That's right. And yeah. just like you said, that that's so accurate. You have to turn it down. To where it's probably going to sound as background music. Yeah. If you yeah. can walk into like a restaurant and it's playing and it sounds good, then you know exactly. I try to always emulate that. But yep. that's a trip. Yeah. Recordings. It's weird thing. being a singer-songwriter or composer and re- record an engineer and a mixer and a producer and a mastering engineer. Yeah. Like doing it end to end. Like. We're 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 lucky we were born in this era. Yeah. Because if I hadn't, I probably would have gone nuts if I didn't have this. Well, that's what I've hobby. been I've been harping on that too. Like <laughs> yeah. the whole thing, like just do it. Yeah. It doesn't like it doesn't require much. Nothing to do it. Nothing. Like I've said this before in a podcast. I'll probably say it again until yeah. like I get an upgrade. Yeah. But it's just it's just a laptop and two microphones that I would take to a show. That's it. That's right. There's nothing fancy going on in here right now. You don't need it. You don't need fancy. it. No. no. You actually overdo it. And if you got the super high-end mics, and I have a good mic closet. Sure. Like, I, over the years, yeah, you cl- I got good stuff. But if more mics you put in, honestly, in that room we were recording, I had to worry about phase issues. Oh, especially sure. with condens- you know, sure. you know, everything was running through these phantoms, and you had to make sure everything was in phase. I could deal with it later in the mix, but yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Keep it simple. What are these? Are these uh, just the Sennheisers? Sure. These are the jam. The thirty fives, eight thirty fives. That's yeah, it's my a hundred dollar mic. We record a guitar amp for this thing. You do anything with this. It's the best, you know. And bulletproof well, too. You know, that's why I was telling Leanne, my wife, I was like, I I could start this. I'm a big proponent of what can you do with what you have yeah. right now. Yeah. Not go out and get anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could record an incredibly successful podcast just speaking into your iPhone. That's right. You know? So, that's right. I, I just, I don't know why I keep preaching. I just want everybody to just go do it. I know why you do. Do it. I'm, I'm reading between the lines. Yeah. Because you're a sculptor. Maybe that might be it. I just like building things. You yeah. took a piece 
a material and yeah. turn it into something. Yeah. That's what you've. Yeah, I've done it. That's how my brain works. That's yes, right. So I've that's why it's normal for life. you. So you yeah. don't need, you just need a couple good tools. Yeah. And do the rest of it. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a joy in that too. There's oh, there is a joy. So you that. sold me. So I'm not going to go back and I'm not going to throw those extra vocals on. I don't think you should. You're right. Because there's a, there is a beauty, the fact that Chris was on cajon and drums mm-hmm. over here. I was singing and yeah. my buddy Jay was singing. Harmony's sitting at the table. Yeah. Sounds like he's sitting across the room. Yeah. So I'm trying to mix it to sound like that. Right. There's a simplicity to that. Yeah. That's portable. And there's an honesty to it. There's an honesty I think, to it. Yeah. I think. There's nothing I, fake about it. I mean, it's just, I think yeah. that's why so many. I think there's a push back towards that honesty. I hope so. In in everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm no. I mean, I, that's the truth. I have two days <laughs> left. Yeah. At my current job. Yeah. And I make high end furniture, welder, blacksmith, mm-hmm. and uh, like there, there's a big push for handmade furniture. Now, granted, I always say this: I build stuff I can't afford. Like it's super high end. <laughs> oh wow! But it's still, it's handmade, and people are. People want it, and I think there is yeah. a pushback, and it's a weird. You know, it's kind of weird because there's every day the world gets more and more techno, more technology, mm-hmm. more and more and more, which I think is awesome. I'm mm-hmm. not scared of it. I love it. Good, but at the same time, it's the other on the other side of things, people keep wanting these tactile things you can touch and uh-huh. and feel and feel the scars in them. Yeah. You know, and 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 I, I feel that way about. That's why what my gut says. Just leave you song. That's it, that you can, yeah. you can, you know, you can smell the the space in it. You can feel it. Yeah. You know? So that's that's the other thing too. Is if I go back and I think about albums that I really love, and I mentioned this to you, uh, I like if you know Chris Whitley. Have you heard Chris Whitley? He's, I Check him out. Okay. He's a dobro kind of guitar player, steel guitar player. Yeah. Grew up in Texas, but spent he lived in Belgium for many years. I saw him live about four or five times I love him as a musician he's a guy that could go into a room with just a, that that's steel a national guitar yeah and his voice and it would sound massive right and I love the fact that he could be on a stage or busking on a corner yep and his songs carried yep you know what I mean there's a yep. there's an organic nature to it right and the other thing was he passed away probably 2000, 2000 2003 I think maybe I probably got that completely wrong from lung cancer he's been gone for a while mm-hmm those songs that I listen to his from like the late nineties, mid nineties still sound awesome. Right. Because technology and the way that we do and produce albums, they're trendy. Yeah. There's maybe there's more verb on, remember back then you used to put too much verb on the snare. Sure. It's almost like if I listen to good, good country music, the stuff that they did in the early seventies, late sixties, that was more organic in nature, like the Jerry Jeff Walker, Diva Tarangila, old Jimmy Buffett, that stuff, still sounds good today yeah. and that London Homesick Blues at the end of it is him in a bar do you see the poster of it on the album cover yep. and that's exactly what you get and as a kid I remember thinking if I ever do an album it's going to be like that and it's just going to be good forever if right. it's a good performance yep. you're just going to be you're going to miss songs. you're going to pinch a string here and there but and it's a live okay. performance so if I do too much of the orchestration stuff on top of it it's not going to have the same sort of resilience right and, yeah. and, and an honesty like yeah. to it, you know. Yeah. But like Chris, my percussionist that I work with, we've been talking about going to like Decatur, the square, and getting like a busker's permit and yeah. just playing songs on the the Beltline. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Mm-hmm. You can go down there and play too. They welcome mm-hmm. that. I'd like to see more of that in Atlanta. People just playing 
taking their music and making it portable and just playing it out. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it all. all right. Yeah. I'm serious. Let's I love it. Let's do it all. I loved, I just love that organic nature of it, man. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's that fire. Um, I've been trying to describe this album to people as like songs for the fire pit. Yeah. It's supposed to sound like it's that, sitting on a fire pit. It's accurate. Yeah. You know, because everybody can kind of understand what that is. And maybe to your point earlier, it doesn't have to be genre. It can be. It just it is what it, just let it be. Yeah, it is what it is. Maybe I need to start blending those genres and forget that the soul music is soul music, and it well, all I mean, kind of just kind of comes Chris together. Chris Stapleton, yeah, West man. country music and soul Dude. music. There's no, I mean, he, yeah. And originally he was in the Steel Drivers. Which I saw is that. Yeah. Bluegrass as bluegrass can be. Right. Still soul music when he opens his mouth. It so is. I don't think there has to be. I mean. Jason Isbell. I mean, there's a lot of rock and roll in that. A lot of rock and roll. And, but then there's a, a lot of you rock know, some Delta blues mixed in there too. And there's it's American so, music. Yeah, there's yeah. Dude, we yeah, should claim it for ourselves. There's no reason yeah. for genre. That's right. We know? we created a lot of genres of music too. Yeah. And as being being a student over there, I always had my acoustic, and I walk around Paris with my acoustic guitar, yeah. and I bought like a cheapy, you know, um, yep. and I, it was a. <laughs> classical guitar that I put steel strings on and eventually it popped off yep. the back yeah and I had like a string that I braided I carry. I just walk around and just playing you know the girls walk up yeah start talking to them but uh, people were always really interested to hear American music right and one night we were in this bar in the depths of Paris and I was with really multinational crew just hanging out with this Russian dude and he spoke really good French my French is still horrible he walked up to the band they were playing uh, my French is non-existent <laughs> so it might be better than you think uh, put well, you in the middle yeah. of Paris at 1am I bet you can speak <laughs> French maybe yeah he went up to I them hard enough time with English buddy yeah no your English is just fine uh, he went up to them and convinced them I was a famous country music musician because I had an STP hat on and was wearing cowboy boots and mm-hmm. a, a belt buckle and so I got up there and we sang uh, Georgia Satellites keep your hands to yourself oh yeah and they just the fact that there was an American on stage singing American music to them but we don't get that you don't get that here no but you know if you ever get a chance yeah this is a tangent if you ever you get a chance to go play Paris. some show just a short tour yeah. or even if you go visit bring yeah. your guitar as right. a songwriter you are Go play your songs on the street in Paris. Put a hat out. You would be amazed at the, the interest in it. Wow. Yeah. I'll, that's on my bucket list. When you check out that guy, Chris Whitley, that's how he got notoriety. He went to Belgium. Okay. And they loved him in Belgium. <laughs> really? <laughs> and he came back to the States and got a record deal and did his thing. But That's crazy. Know. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. Wow. Yeah. What else is going on in your world? Anything fun? Dude, what are we doing? Working, so being a dad. I love being a dad. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. I got a little girl and a boy who's sixth grader. Oh, wow. He's an awesome kid. Plays soccer. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah. Is he like Atlanta United? He loves Atlanta yeah. United, man. That is, and I try to take him to games, but it's expensive to get yeah, to those games. Expensive. It really is. I know. Yeah. But it's a really, I mean, 75,000 fans. I played soccer too growing I did up. Too. I love soccer. Yeah, it's too. my thing. And just until this last year, I was still playing. But like, I, I don't know. He luckily he got my passion. 
Yeah. Like when I was changing his diapers, I was working on his left foot just to try to get him <laughs> both feet. <Yeah. laughs> you know, working yeah. on get my, make sure he can kick that ball with both feet. Yeah. But we had this little beach bungalow in Venice, Venice Beach, you know, with this front yard, which is pretty rare. It was fenced in. And there was a sidewalk went down the middle and grass on both sides. We put those little pop-up goals on both sides. And the middle was the zone you couldn't run into. That's no man's land. Okay. And we played two-on-two barefoot. Oh, and see, he awesome. grew up the man, seeing the men drinking beer, doing this. Yeah, yeah. Every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then he took a you know love to it, and yeah. hasn't looked back. But it would be nice to live in a place where you never had to wear shoes. Man, I <laughs> normally do not wear. I shoes. I don't either. I, I am mean, barefoot. I'm, I'm flip flops right now. Man, I, yeah. I I haven't been brave enough to go barefoot on stage yet. But oh, I do all the time. Do you really? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I need to come watch. Like come last on. summer. I played every Friday night at Mad Life on the patio. Uh-huh. This summer, I'm doing every Sunday from 2 to 5. And the reason being is because I played last Sunday from 2 to 5. Yeah. I do a lot of like old Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Uh, I'll do a lot of beachy stuff, too. Bee Gees? Beachy. Like, oh. No. Shit. <laughs> I can't sing the Bee Gees. No, like beach stuff. And, uh, uh. and uh, yeah, every time I'm up there, I'm yeah. Yeah, barefoot. It's just chilling music. Yeah. That's what People want to hear. Relaxed. Yeah. Look back. Have a Corona. <laughs> I like corona that. And a smile. Everybody loves Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Whether Old they admit Jimmy it or Buffett. not. Some people don't like it. What's the yeah. distinction? I haven't heard the news. Well, uh, oh, you don't. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just <laughs> overdone or what? Yeah. It's like he's just become a kind of a cartoon character of himself. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Which is a real bummer because, like, if you go uh, back to, and Trevor and I talked a little bit about this, but everything, all his albums south from Florida's south. It's just awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned how to play guitar on Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. Like I had the, you know, you had that album, Songs You Know By Heart. Yeah. I, I got the old paper book with the chords in it, and that's how I learned how to play. Mm-hmm. You know, all those, like, you know, all the pencil-thin mustache and all that. Yeah. And those songs are great, I think. Oh, yeah, they're but great. nowadays, it's just... I know it just became what it is, and hey, that's more too power bad. to him. I mean, well, I'm know. still glad he's doing his thing. Yeah, well, let's talk about Willie too, because I know we oh, both have yeah, a love. Talk about Willie. Well, I know we have to talk about, but he. Uh, yeah. Um, I lost my dad um, this past June, and oh, it was man. major for me. My dad was sure. my hero. It's terrible. Never Sorry. saw him. Um, never saw him. I saw him maybe pissed off once or twice. Mm-hmm. Just a really mellow, balanced mm-hmm. dude. Just a very supportive of my music always told me you need to do more with it right when he passed away that's when i really decided to get this album done because i knew that that would get me through that i needed to be doing something during that time for sure but my dad was always we listened to willie anytime he came over it was willie okay and he grew up very close to a neighboring town where willie grew up used to see him in roadhouses back in central texas even dated his cousin which anytime we were out someone we were talking about willie he would always tell that story i heard him tell at least at least 50 times that he dated willie nelson's cousin well yeah i would too <laughs> you know but willie was like a fixture in our house man for a time he we went to new jersey for two years which was horrible because they made fun of my parents accents and they had thick Texas accents, stuff like that. I remember at the checkout lane in the grocery store, one woman mocked my mom's voice, and she was got back in the car and just started bawling, crying. Because New Jersey, they can be kind of ruthless. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah. a little bit yeah. like that. But they would have country western parties and bring all their southern and Texas friends over, and they'd get hay bales and put it you know, in there, and Texas flags are flying everywhere. Right. We grew up really proud yeah. of that stuff we were talked about in the beginning. But it was always Willie. It was always Waylon. It was Jerry Jeff Walker. Um, 
uh, we listen to some Merle Haggard too, even though he's Californian. Yeah, still uh, great though. Yeah, but all that all that outlaw country. Um, and but Willie for me has always been. I love the fact that he's his own man. Yep. He broke with the industry. Said, yep. "Screw you guys." Any man that can have braids like this, yep. looking like Pocahontas, and yep. nobody's going to make fun of him, nope. he doesn't care because he's not. Willie Nelson. He <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is Willie by God. You know Nelson. what I mean? That yeah. for me is I, I've always said it is going to be a sad, oh, sad day. Yeah, Bowie was David Bowie was hard for me, yeah. but Willie Nelson is going to. Oh, be, I will cry. Legit. Brutally hard. Yeah. For I years I've been saying that. Ten years. Yeah. I mean, oh, me too. I've said for years that Willie Nelson's my spirit animal. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I will cry. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've prepared anybody that's around me. I might take three or four days off work. I think that'd be okay. You know? It's weird. let me know when you do. We'll just get around. We'll play Willie songs. Yeah. We'll play Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain over just and over, over, <laughs> over again. We'll just get a nylon <laughs> string down and start playing it. Yeah. I see Man, I've Thank seen Willie so many times. Me too. Love him. I love him at Chastain. I haven't seen him at Chastain. Last time he came here, great. I saw him at the Tabernacle. Oh, okay. Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I caught him twice at Chastain. And what I like about it is the crowd there, nobody's a dick. No. You well, can't be a dick at a Willie yeah, Nelson it's concert. Because, I mean, you shouldn't be here. At the very last, you got to contact her. At least you got to contact her. There's no way you can be upset at a Willie Nelson no, concert. That's so true. Yeah. If you're mad at a, if two uh, things, if you're mad at a Willie Nelson concert and or when the song Boogie Shoes comes on, and that doesn't make you. If that doesn't make you happy, then I don't want to be friends with you. I think it exposes your soul. Yeah. I'll just tell you right now, you and I have nothing in common uh, with those two things if you can be sad in any either one of those moments. That's so because, right. I mean, that's so right. I don't trust you. There's that's something so wrong right. with you. you got that's so something's right. missing in your DNA. The thing that's most incredible about him, though, is that he did do that Nashville scene he wrote those Patsy Cline songs he wrote yeah. all those Nashville songs and then he said screw you guys yeah. I'm out yeah, I'm, out. I'm going to Austin yeah. and by the way there's this cool hippie scene going on there and we're yeah. going to well, and just do our and, own thing, and know? just the the people he brought together. I mean, the hippies and oh, the bikers yeah. and the the cowboys. Like yep. he put a bunch of guys and gals in the room that That's would right. have never been in the room together, and they all got along. You know, when nine eleven happened, remember they sang "America the Beautiful" yeah. on TV. It had to be one guy and one guy only that sang that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's the thing. That's the thing. I. That's the thing I wish for this world. Is for more people to remember what that spirit is. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's so simple. So simple. He walks onto a stage, and I've seen interviews with him. He's the same guy you'd think he would be. Yeah. In any story I've ever heard about him, <laughs> he's the same guy. He's the same guy. Like there's no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He likes to tell jokes and. Like jokes are his big thing. I mean, there's somewhere I don't yeah, know where it is. They're I long have, stories yeah, too, by the and way. I have a joke book that yeah. Willie Nelson wrote. I think it's called like the Towel of Willie or something like. Oh, that. that's great! Uh, I need to find that. I've got it somewhere. I wish I had it. I'd let you borrow it. Oh shit! Uh, I don't if know you it do is. find it, let, it yeah, it's, hand it, it to me. Yeah, yeah, next time I see you, if, if I, I will find it, read that for yeah, sure. It's awesome. Yeah. But and, and I mean, the same guys have been playing with him for. Oh yeah, how long? Paul's I mean, on the drums. Bobby's on piano. The Mickey's on harmonica. Yeah. It's yeah, and they've been doing it for probably over 40 years. Well, I've listened. Mickey Raphael was on a podcast I listened to not too long ago, and I think he said he's been in the band for 30 years. 
Doesn't he look like he's still in his 30s? Yes. What's going on with that dude? Yeah, did you ever hear the story about how he got started with Willie? No, I have no idea. I can't remember the exact origin, but he was playing harmonica, and he he came in, and somehow or another, he set in with Willie Nelson and the family. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, there's... There's some more specifics there that I can't remember. But anyway, this was that led to he just drove to the next show and sat in with him. What do you mean he just walked on stage? Literally. And then Dude. drove to the next show and got to sit in with him. And to the point where Willie was finally like, well, just get on the bus. So then they, and then after, like I think the- this was after like six months, they said, Willie looked at, I think. It, I don't remember who it was. He goes, how much are we paying Mickey? He goes, we ain't paying him nothing. He goes, well, double his salary. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's just, he, just, he just jumped in. He's like the straight cat. Never left. just jumps on yeah. the bus. Yeah, and I'd you're like right. Yeah, he does not look a day older than... Not at all. No. You look at the... There's that concert of him in the Meadowlands, like 77, 78. He looks like the same dude right now as he mm-hmm. looked like that. It blows my mind. It's still so good. Yeah. Where Paul, the drummer, looks like... He's, like, he's getting up there. Yeah. It's like Charlie Watts. <laughs> you know, it's, but Charlie Watts is still <laughs> still jamming, man. I know he's still jamming. Paul, he, Paul's getting old. Speaking of that real quick, crazy tangent. I heard someone say that the, that the Stones had the greatest rhythm section. They got ruined by Keith Richards deciding he was going to play bass. Really? Bill Wyman and Charlie Watts, in their day, go back to those albums, listen to them as yeah. a rhythm section. They're like a R&B rhythm section. That well, Charlie Watts so is one tight. of the best drummers to ever hold a pair of sticks. Because he can hold a steady beat, oh, and you know how hard that is. It's super <laughs> And it never wavers. I mean, he's yeah. like a human metronome. Yeah, exactly. And it never wavers. It's a platform for people like Keith Richards and... Ronnie to do their crazy guitar yeah. antics and be crazy because yeah. that beat's always there. And I mean, constant. it's there. It's a pocket. Like, yeah. I mean, always. I, I'm always, you know, sometimes I start conversations with people like Stones or Beatles. Like, that's a question. Oh, wow. And it's always going to be the Stones for me. I'm, I'm with always. you. I'm with you. I mean, I think, I consider them a, a honky-tonk band. I think they're more or less a country band. They became a country band when they really started doing the Graham Parsons yeah. collaborations. When mm-hmm. Keith started hanging out with Graham Parsons out in Joshua Tree. Yeah. You know, going out there and being... By the way, I've always thought of you as, from afar as a cosmic cowboy. Oh, really? You're kind of like the you know, it was, Graham Parsons... Well, it was so fun. <laughs> you know how that got started? No. Okay, there's a buddy... I can't ever say his last name. Fifth uh, Buddy, who is one of the owners over at the Hog and Ale in Marietta. Okay. It's a barbecue joint I play at every once in a while. Yeah. And, all right... Jerbo, Jeremy Foti, was the bass player in the Al- the Alabaster's Atlanta version. Uh-huh. I got home from work one Friday night, and he, he and J- Jeremy and I, we call him Jerbo. Jerbo and I have played a bunch of shows together here yeah. and there since the Alabaster's are no longer the Alabaster's. And uh, I got home from work on a Friday, and I get a text, and it said, hey, do you have a show tonight? I said, no. He goes, do you want one? I said, sure. Mm. And he goes, all right, meet me at the Hog and Ale in Marietta about 7.30. Mm-hmm. Cool. Show up. Mm-hmm. We play a show. And uh, Buddy is there, and he's taking pictures and doing, you know, some Facebook Live. And one super <laughs> nice guy just yeah. doing his thing, promoting yeah. his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And about two days later, he sends me a picture of me riding a T-Rex. <laughs> and it says Cosmic Cowboy. Is that what it is? Yeah. And... Uh, and I didn't and, even catch that it said Cosmic Cowboy. And that was 
in the back of my head. Yeah. That's how it registered. But, dude, it says Cosmic Cowboy. I didn't think it, I yeah. just, and the T Rex has headlights on it. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, like, it's hundred percent ridiculous, but I, it's great. I need that T shirt now. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> you do. Awesome. Yeah, and I was like, that is so cool. Matter of yeah. fact, he's he's there. He told me, and I haven't seen it yet. He told me there's another one for next time I play that is even more ridiculous, and I cannot wait to see. Oh, it. that's fantastic. But he has not shown it to me. That's fantastic. That was a weird noise. Yeah, it sounded like it was a a messenger, a Facebook messenger. Oh, it might have been. I probably didn't turn something. That's off. all right. That's part yeah. of the character. Yeah, you can cut my bio out from the beginning and uh, now, man, start from that. Beep, all, beep. We're leaving all this in. Are you kidding me? It's just been a convoluted thing, man. And I just finally feel like, not just saying it, I finally feel like. People have told me that have known me for a long time. You finally found your thing. Like, yeah. Well, I know the first night natural. I heard you, I was like, "Thank you." I want to hear more of this guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any pretense to it. Like it feels no, like it comes no. out. Like I really want to just get up there and be as honest as yeah. possible about what I hear. Yeah. And try to get it out. And that's all you got to do. Yeah. Because there's a. We said cathartic before. It is cathartic. Yes. Because life has weight to it and life has meaning to it. Right. And like not to get too deep, but. There's a lot of joy in being a songwriter, and yeah. I kind of feel sorry for people that aren't. Yeah, because like there's something about it. Or not just that a I think that about it. That's what all. I mean. Yeah, that's you what just I mean. Need something. And I feel like the same thing for people that are painters. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's partially why I don't spend my time watching TV. It's not that I feel like I'm, you know, that I, I'm glad. You know, I'm, I'm proud of that. It's just I like what art does for me. Yeah, I like that it. It is a stress relief. By the time I go to bed after that session, yeah. I've completely forgotten about the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, so, I'm the same way. Like, That's amazing. It's funny because like, I kind of write songs in my head. I haven't actually put one down on paper in a little while now. Mm. But um, that's okay because I got right now focused on this and I yeah. get that creative outlet. And then and but, you play out a lot too. Yeah, and that's so, my thing. Yeah. It's like, at least once a week, and, and when I play a show, like usually it's four hours, and I usually don't take a break. Like, I want to know. I, I want to peg that because I want to know how you do that. I still, I cannot imagine playing a four-hour set. Well, part it of it's because I mind. just talk. Part of it, that's part of it. <laughs> okay. Well, not just talk, but that's part of it. Yeah. And I always look at it, and there's nothing wrong with taking a break. So I always just, I always look at it as. And nine times out of ten, like at Mad Life, I always sit on a stool. Mm-hmm. I don't stand up the whole time. I sit mm-hmm. on a stool. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, well, what do I need to break from? I'm just sitting here playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's, that's mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't work for everybody. And I'm not saying there haven't been shows I take breaks. I'm not saying it's always that way. Yeah. And then I also kind of look at it as, well, they're paying me money to be here. I might as well play the guitar. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, I get that. It's, it's, it's not, they're not asking me to do anything hard. I'm not going to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless it's hot outside. Well, that means you're not thinking about it. Oh, I'm not, I don't think about it at all. You're just doing it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. There's, a, there's zero thought. But to that point, like the last time I was at Mad, Nof, Mad Life not being ready to come on stage and it was yeah. my time, I wasn't ready yeah. to turn that brain off and just go do my thing. Uh, like I like to get ready just... Well, yeah, to and go everybody's out there. different. Sure. No, what I mean is, is that I don't want to think when I'm on stage. Okay. I don't want to think at all. So yeah. I have to get my, I have to get a clear head. Yeah. To not think. 
Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that it comes out the way it really right. is supposed to sound. Yeah. And so I don't try to turn it into what I'm feeling at that moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That no, there has to be yeah, a purity yeah. of that output. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I know exactly what you mean. It's like I think that may be why I feel like I'm doing the right thing right now because it is completely unconscious. Well, but then you're on the right track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like totally. there's that's maybe also why I'm frustrated with this whole mixing mastering thing because like. You want the product to be right, and you have to think to get it done. Right. But yeah. And now you probably it. feel like you're overthinking it. But yeah, but the recording sessions themselves were not thinking. They're hanging out with your friends yep. and then going out and fishing. Yeah. And sitting by a fire pit and then saying, "Oh, let's do that song." And you go and do that song. This is maybe just record. I, I really like that idea you have about the campfire, dude. Uh, and put I, it up I, on YouTube. I'm telling and just you, put it out there, and and it will be one of those deals where. Um, and maybe it can be, it doesn't have to be a one-on-one deal. Like maybe we get some, you know, some friends around the fire, some songwriters Let's around the fire. Let's do it. I mean, and that, that's it's like, you got awesome. a song, who's got a song? Yeah. Everybody bring a song. Yep. And we'll do that whole Texas, you know, outlaw yeah. buddy thing. Yeah. And what do you got next? Greg, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It. Let's do it. You know it. what? That also gives you so excuse, cool. like, that also gives you an excuse to, uh, to write new stuff. I think so too. Because like, I don't want to show up at the campfire this month and not have, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't want to play steps of rhyming again. I better, I better think of something. That's right. Know? But it can be something in your backlog and that's sure, the hardest sure, thing course. is going back and checking yeah. what you've got before. But yeah, I've actually been digging song. into mine lately and like literally learning how to play them again. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know what I used to do back in the day is I used to try to write as complicated guitar lines as possible. Really? So then when I went back to them, I didn't know how the hell to play them. See, well, the good thing for me is <laughs> I couldn't play a lead to save my No, I'm not really I, I don't even know. Either. I play blues scales, and, and that's it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark Grunhofer, who was here last week, uh, about three years ago, I took he teaches guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing. He's Rips. classically trained. Like, yeah, he's, he's he's awesome. And I took I, I took some lessons from him about three years ago. I was like, I'm gonna try to learn some stuff. Try to kick my brain up, you know? Yeah. And we ended up talking more than I learned because I'm not a, I'm not a practicer. I'm just not. Never have been. I mean, I guess I was for some time, mm-hmm. but I'm totally the cliche three chords. Because your guitar that's, is a tool. That's, yeah, that's back to the yeah. whole sculpting yeah, artist thing. you know thing. what you're bringing that out? I never really yeah. thought about that, but you're absolutely right. It's a tool right. for you to get that song yeah. out that you have because you're a storyteller. Yeah, it's all about the story. Yeah, which and is why you don't... it's funny because, like, Matt Burrell, who played guitar for me forever in the mm. Alabasters, and um, I'm also amazing guitar player. Great songwriter, too, but amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. Old school Telecaster. Like, I love Legit. That. I love it. And Telly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he plays other stuff, too, yeah. but, like, legit Telecaster yeah. player. And... Um, he he would always harp on like your storyteller, your storyteller. I just never, I ne- it just wouldn't go in my head. I know. And then I got here, and people, I would come off stage, and they were like, "Man, I love your stories." Uh-huh. They wouldn't say anything about the songs. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Well, what about the song, man?" Yeah. But then I got to thinking, well, man, it's just another way of the story. It is. So I guess I'm yeah. I'm trying to come to grips with. Just wrapping my brain around like, hey, that's that's what you're best at. So you just do it. You got to know that not everybody can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. A I mean, lot I, of people can write melodies and write. The, like, I, I think I lean towards actually more melodies and mm-hmm. the the, mus- the musical part of it. And I sometimes feel like I lack the story that I saw. You know, I see in some of your songs. Right. There's a something. I don't know. There's still to listen good. to. There, there's you know? still in the stuff I've heard of yours. There's still a pretty concise story there it's not as wordy as mine if that makes sense so you know why it is i'll tell you why because i can't remember the words Ah. 
I oftentimes in those rock bands would sing different lyrics because I would freestyle them. Oh, I do. Well, I'll tell you this <laughs> gospel truth. Yeah. If I like lately, I've been digging back in to yeah. songs of mine mm-hmm. and I'll play them. And I'll remember the first verse, and I'll remember the last verse, and I'll yeah. forget the second verse. Yeah. So I legit make it up right there. And you know it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. No, but but unless you know, like you know our friend Carrie Hood uh-huh. takes pictures. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, just a fan of photography. Yeah. Hey uh, Carrie. Hey Carrie. <laughs> she will definitely listen to this. Yeah. yeah. She's an uh, artist too. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah. And she does yeah. so many awesome things for the community. Oh, I've got man. so many great photos that cost me zero. I was she, talking to her about that the other day. Yeah. I go, she doesn't rec- recognize how important that is for oh, us because you don't amazing. get stuff like that. That no. is, and she genuinely does it from just the love of doing it. I know. Yeah, and you get them like a day or so after the gig, and it's like unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah, like literally, it's send you a Dropbox with eighty pictures. Yeah, they're so professional. It's, I don't know. It's it's. But a you, beautiful we thing. get to use that for a lot too. We get to use that for promotion. Oh yeah. We get to use that for our sites. We get to use it. F- it's just. Imagine how much money you'd spend on those oh, photos for eighty pictures. I know. I, mean, I can't afford it. You I know? can't afford it either. We're no. all do-it-yourself musicians. Yeah. you know. Yeah, everybody I know, and which is the way it should be. Yeah, but um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I threw you on that. No, that's okay. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I was, what was it? Oh no! Someone like her yeah. will actually listen to the words, and like oh. she comes to almost her and her husband Charlie come. Oh uh-huh, yeah, man, Charlie, he's yeah, cool. he's awesome. Yeah, and she like you didn't that 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 verse wasn't in that song last week. She notices oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh man. But well, back to the Tatum. That's okay. I we were sitting next. We were sitting at the bar the last time I was there, and. Uh, Josh and Hannah were up there singing and she turns to me and she goes he's such a good songwriter those lyrics are amazing I was listening to their harmonies me too and then their guitar and his guitar playing because yeah. he's so percussive yeah. and I, I missed it until I listened to the playback of the video that they had posted yeah. later to actually catch it but yeah. isn't that interesting there's the multi-dimensions to these songs you know there it is every time every episode Huckleberry knocks on the door <laughs> Huckleberry, Huckleberry Hound Huckleberry Hound just knocked on the door yeah man uh, well, man, Go on. we've already gone an hour and a half. That's crazy. I don't know how that happened. How long do you normally go? As long as it needs to go. Man. See? Yeah. No, there is no time limit. No. I love it. No, I don't. Structure bores me. Me too. There's it's a limiter in, too. There's nothing in my life that's structured. No, yeah, I don't want to structure. Just it goes. But I do think we covered a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. So make yeah. sure before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, number one, I'm gonna put some uh, Greg's. It's weird to say Greg's. Yeah, Dude, you know, we got two Greg's. Yeah, I've got. You know, I, ca- I started coming in as G Drews and the Truth because everybody calls me G. People G. call me Greg. Yeah. But then my wife was like, "Your name's Greg." Yeah. You need to if you're gonna be a songwriter, you need to be Greg Drew. Yeah. That's your name. Like yeah. why are you going by a pseudonym? But it's not a pseudonym because people call me G. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Yeah, I know Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny to say. It is Greg's out of my own mouth. Well, I know, one of my I know, best I friends it. growing up, his name was Greg too. So yeah. everybody called me Shaddix and everybody called him Kitchens. We just went by our oh, last yeah. names because we yeah. were always together, so it was just easier. Yeah, I don't have any close friends named Greg, so it is well, weird. Now you to say, do. Here we go. <laughs> now you do. Right on, brother. Um, right on. So tell, make sure you tell, like, tell people your website. I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes, but yeah. Um, 
Tell them again about your shows coming up. Okay. All that stuff. Yeah. April 13th at the Oak House uh, with an awesome lineup of singer-songwriters I have huge appreciation for. And it's a really cool mix, too. I think it's people with different styles. I love that, too. It's eclectic. I don't want... David Sutter does a real good job of putting well, together a show. Man. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I met David because I was, I did the open mic at Reformation, yeah. and he's just such a warm and welcoming yep. dude. You know, makes it Genuine so easy for being. us. Yeah, sets it up for you, and you yeah. don't have to think about it at all. So, but um, yeah, that'll be my album release. The album's going to be everywhere. It'll be Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that. Nice. I'll release it. It's a live album, eight tracks recorded on the Tacoa River in a house with five of my best friends That's over awesome. a weekend. Very proud of how they turned out and very organic. It was not forced. <laughs> I actually have those songs you'll hear. There's a lot in the final versions, there's a lot of lead ins. Like one of them I'll be talking about. Hey, yeah, I was going to say yeah. that, that what you did yeah. say to me, I was like, I was going to mention that. I was like, don't take that out. Yeah. Well, I did do another batch of those where a press where I did cut it and yeah. you lose it. Yeah. Cause like there's, <laughs> what is it? It's the third song. Um, uh, oh, what is it? Um, uh, because the second song that you sent me on the one I listened to was Austin. Uh huh. And then, uh, there's fireflies. There's fill my cup. There's might, uh, what's the third one? And do you remember? I don't know. I'm switching the, order think, all the time. Okay. Well, um, Baltimore. It might um, have been Baltimore. I really maybe. liked. By the way, I really liked that song. Baltimore has a chime at the end. Yeah. And that's my buddy's ring doorbell ringing on his phone. Really. And it just so happened to go there. I would have the never end. guessed that. And he and, and there is dialogue on the back of it where he's like, uh, "That was me. That was my ring doorbell going off." So I'll. I think I'm going to fit some of that. Yeah, there was one where you you were talking like, y'all were talking about how you were about to do the song. Oh, that's the Fireflies, yeah. Yeah. I go, and you give me a boom, Yeah. Yeah, don't take don't take that out. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's so (laughs) organic and it seems so natural. Yeah, and I I think you know it's that behind the you know it's the recipe that most people don't get to see. They just get to see the finished meal. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and I keep reverting to that London homesick. But Jerry Jeff Walker was like that right before the song. He goes, "I'm gonna put myself right back in that place there." Yeah, and he's like, "Then I go for it." Yeah, but so yeah, that that I'm doing that, um, and then then I'm just gonna use that to try to book more shows like I said I'm trying to get some outdoor stuff yeah I don't care where it is right I'll play a backyard you know well, I, was it, <laughs> I, don't, was, so, I, I don't remember who was it Cody and I I don't know one of us we were talking about doing um, we should start doing house shows we should do we should do that and yeah. it should be home cooked I mean if this is really yeah. the recipe where we're going to yeah. do this stuff ourselves yeah that was part of that recipe that they did over there in that yeah. outlaw Just do we, a potluck dinner yeah yeah, you know, everybody bring a little something. Bring That's your right. Acoustic guitar. That's right. You know, bring the dogs. Bring the dogs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's man. do it. I love that. That's. That's a lot of fun too to play with your friends. Well, I know John Little. I don't. Have you ever met John Little? No. He's just a music lover. He uh-huh. lives in Canton, mm-hmm. and uh, he does a thing. Uh, he did one like uh, Cody Bolden was there, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember who all, but I can't remember, but. 
and they just do that and then they just put it on Facebook Live and everybody, that's cool yeah that's it was very super cool. cool but he mm-hmm. just sent me a message the other day he's like hey everybody wants to know when the next one is there you go I was like I'm, I'm down dude that's it man totally down that's you know that's that's exactly what I think we are all probably doing it for you know and it gives it that so. fire to make more stuff mm-hmm. you know it stokes that fire like oh I'm gonna bring in this one you know Trevor and I talked about that like mm-hmm. you know how song like music's not a competition Mm-mm. but but always there, there's always an asterisk on this I do like when I like say you write a new song and you play it and I'm like <laughs> dang it dang it Greg that's a good song I'm gonna have to go home and write a better one now <laughs> I do I think that's a healthy thing no for me that yeah that's just getting you lighting a fire yeah is like, what it is man yeah. I gotta go home and write a better song than he just wrote yeah yeah but it doesn't mean your song's not still good and it doesn't even mean I can go home and write one better. no but I like that there is that competition aspect which I think is healthy yeah it's an inspiration. Nobody's really, really winning. You know, there's no. No, winner. everybody's winning. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's a better way to put yeah. it. I was gonna say no one's winning or losing, but everybody's winning. That's, that's nobody's losing. That's for sure. That's man. a better way to put it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I love that, man. I love it. The whole picnic idea. You yeah. know, you know Marcus King, the Marcus King band. You ever I, listen to him? I know the name. You gotta check him out. Okay, I he's will. this blues man from from South Carolina, but he's throwing the summer, or it might be September. He's calling it the Marcus King Family Reunion. And what it is is he and his buddies. Yeah. Of course, he's you know now a big name. Sure. Putting on a show, and come on and join us, everybody. It's a family picnic. That's the attitude. You know what yeah. I mean? That's anyways. And we have the perfect town, like especially Woodstock. Let's yeah. again, we're actually moving here before too long to mm-hmm. Woodstock. Are you? And like, so I'll be even more immersed in Woodstock. I'm there all Dude. the time, yeah. which I'm fine with. I'm also that's awesome. Oh, but Woodstock yeah. has so many spaces. That you can just do that. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Is there's that that bocce ball area there's behind that. Reformation? Yeah. Maybe we get Reformation to do like a picnic. Well, I know you know Reformation's yeah. doing that that backyard series. Oh, I didn't hear about yeah. that. Matter no. of fact, I'm playing there. I'll have to look it up. But uh, if you want to come do, yeah, like, I'm playing like a three hour show. So if you want to come do like yeah, 15, 20 minutes, or I would love whatever. to do that. All right, I'll let love you know. To do that, man. I think it's, that's that's what I'm talking about. I think it's March thirtieth. I would love to do that, man. That's, I'll play that sounds songs. right. You can play along with me on on something you want to cool. do and come on yeah. up. Mm. Yeah, March thirtieth. I'm almost positive. Dude, that that. I'll be, let you know. That would be but yeah. Awesome. Let's totally do that because that's the whole vibe they got. It's all you're in the backyard. It, people are playing cornhole, drinking beer. Man, that awesome tree. You know, that, I just it's right there by the tree. Is the way I understand it. Yeah, it's called like the backyard sessions or backyard something. Yeah. I'm horrible about remembering those things yeah, until yeah. it's time in my brain to start putting them out there. But I'm with you, man. I think it's March 30th. Let's start cult. Okay, that'll be the output of this. Let's start cultivating more of that organic concert thing. All right. And I've talked about it several times now. Yeah, so and it can it. be a backyard or it can be hitting up these places to say there's this mass of talent. Bring, you don't even have to go one artist. Bring five or six of us in there to well, do it. Hey, here I'm telling. I'm here to tell you right yeah. now. Awesome. Every Sunday from two to five, yeah, I'm at Mad Life. It's already there. Right. Y'all come on. <laughs> like right. seriously, it's outside on the patio. Well, <laughs> right I ain't gonna be able to give you a whole bunch of money or nothing. No, I'm it not it's not about that. that. It's not about that. Not about that but at all. Come on. That's. I'm awesome. serious. <laughs> Anybody listening to this? There we go, folks. Come on. Gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah, there, you have no excuse. All you got to do is show up with a guitar. That's yeah. it. Show up with a guitar. I, I forgot we were on camera. I think that beep might have been that stopping, but well, maybe not. If it did, I'll just do some clips from it. 
Maybe you might be right. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's an experiment. I like it. I like being part of that experiment. Yeah. Because I really want to do that because I think it'd be fun to watch it. But man, look at this. One hour and 42 minutes man. of visiting. Visiting. We're just sitting here talking. Just hanging out. We're going to do it some more. All right. So. You got a website? Yeah, ggrewsinthetruth.com. Go see it. I'm sure that'll link you to everything. Everything to go. I got. So I did do this. I did a um, kind of like a pop-up website for, nice. the, for the Riverhouse Sessions album. Okay. That's what I'm okay. calling it, the Riverhouse Sessions. It's got photos from there, live video. Actually, we had three cameras set up, so I've got more video to the tracks that I did matched up with the recording, so you're getting the audio plus the video. Nice. You can see how it all rolled. Um Baltimore is up there right now so if you go so to the website good. you can catch it I find myself when I watch that because I'm here singing Chris is over here playing the Tacoa River's flowing behind oh that's so beautiful I'm watching the, every time I watch that video I'm watching the river yeah <laughs> yeah I can see me doing the same thing just watch it's mesmerizing yeah. so yeah. watch it for the river but yeah, yeah that's that's where we're at gdrewsinthetruth.com nice so go there yeah but and when it comes out everybody go download it go check it out go check it out I always implore people to go go buy it yeah you don't have to no but go buy it yeah it's not that expensive it really isn't and a lot of hard work went into it i'll take all that money and put it back into my music that's exactly what i tell everybody strings you buy a t-shirt from me (laughs) yeah if you buy no yeah it goes right back into what i'm doing right now it's either going to do this or it's going to buy guitar strings like we buy guitar strings all the time yeah y'all can't can't see it but there's there's a bunch a lot of guitars (laughs) in here and they all need strings they all need strings but i am luckily (laughs) true I'd be remiss not to say this. Nicola Strings uh, does sponsor me. Right on. Um, so I do play their strings. I love it. I'm gonna but I still some. have to buy them. They're just a little less expensive. Oh, you get a little bonus yeah, there. Yeah, I'll get a little, yeah, a little help. A I like way. it. I like it. Uh, but they're awesome. They're good strings. Love it. Uh, I haven't broke one yet. I can't say that for elixirs. I played elixirs, and I've never had a set of elixirs last night in the entire show. Not one really? time. Not one time. And as long as any, every set of elixirs I've put on my guitar ever, at least one of them has broke before the show's over. And then the cold strings don't, don't do that. Nope. See, y'all need no. to go buy some of those. And I used, to, I used to play the guitar a lot harder than I do now. Me too. Still. <laughs> yeah, I used to beat the ever-loving Me too. crap out of it. You can't do that when you play finger-picking, though. No, you can't. Unless you got those metal things on. Yeah, which I haven't figured out. Nails. I used to have acrylic nails, but... I took them off. I kept really, yeah. I kept breaking, like literally, breaking my thumbnail. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah it's just a pick now. <laughs> just a guitar pick. Yes. Uh, man, this has been fun. Yeah, it's been cool, man. It's been awesome to meet you officially. Like, really yeah. get to know you. So y'all don't know. He's the host. I've been in Mad Life uh, three times now. Yeah. And it's usually in passing. Mm-hmm. And the first time I remember we started talking, you're like, "I like that Austin song. That's a good song." But we don't really get to talk, so this no. is cool. This is and that's great. 100% the reason why I started doing this. I love it, man. Yeah. It's the coolest. And yeah. I love listening to it, too, because Deborah Lynn, I've always wanted to meet her. I've never been on a show with her. Cody, I've never been on a show with him. I really yeah. want to meet these people. Well, so I will now. introduce you to all of them. I love it now that I've heard them and heard their people. stories. and It's it's yeah. really neat. They're so, all awesome people. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. This has been oh. My pleasure, man. Super cool. My pleasure. So this, uh, I think this episode comes out on, uh, pretty sure it's April, April Fool's Day. Ta-da. Let me, let me, (laughs) let me look at the phone. Uh, Yep. 
It comes out April 1st. Cool. So I don't know why I'm telling the people that because you'll already be listening to that. <laughs> See, I'm not the world's best podcaster yet. So, hey, happy April Fool's Day. Uh, when you're I hope you got your this. joke in today. If yeah. not, you still got time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you especially because, I mean, this thing's coming out at like 12.01 a.m. So, right on. So it's you got time. Right on. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, dude, dude thanks for having me. Uh, it's been Amazing! It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been, thanks for bringing the mascal, man. Yeah, that stuff I is hope you like that. Does it taste like it has like a salt flavor? In There's there? a little bit of salty action in there. Is, that's weird, right? But I don't know. All it is is you know they make mezcal. It's just a agave cactus leaf that they roast yeah. over the fire, and that's why it gets a smoky flavor. There's like a nothing in it. For that. It's crazy. I kept the whole yeah. time, all night. I was like. There's like a salt in and there. And see, you pour one and you're good. Yeah, that's all we you had. Get one. a little sip, sip, we had sip. One. You're good. I'd be two uh, bourbons deep by now. If I, it was I know. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this, uh, uh, yeah, we do need to get sponsored by them. Yeah, we'll work on it. Can see start the camera's still on. If the camera's on, we both need sponsorship yeah. deals yeah. from y'all. We'll take, a, we'll take a picture too. Gracias, amigos. It. Yeah, gracias. <laughs> all right, y'all. Right on. So. Make sure you listen to and see. I almost unplug my microphone every time. <laughs> uh, go to his website, gdrewsinthetruth.com. Yes. Look for the pop-out. What's the pop-up website? Do you have a... Do yeah, bit.ly slash, you know, B-I-T dot L-Y yep. slash GD Truth. Okay. That'll take you to pop go. up, but it comes from the website. A link, and I'll, yeah, and I'll put all the links to this yep. stuff in the show notes. Facebook, so Instagram. I don't do the Twitter thing, but yeah. Instagram's a lot of fun. Yeah, yes, it is. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, cool. So I'll so, see you all around. But yeah, thanks. Go thanks see again. Greg Drew's live and get ready for the campfire session. Yes, they're coming this summer. This summer, it's a it's. I, I put the gauntlet down. Live stream that live, stuff. We're going to live stream it we're on gonna, all of our sites. On all of our sites, we're going <laughs> to record it. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to record it and we'll probably put it on YouTube or something. Right on. All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks again, brother. Being here and uh, y'all be nice to each other always. Maybe I call you on the phone again Maybe I try just one more time Maybe I find the right words to say Maybe I get myself in line But now I be the gold mine is my own way Be like the gold mine is my home if I can find the right words to say Maybe our gold mine will roam